0: <laughs> Kicking the go door for it. The four four. hello <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> we gonna just pick this right back on up we ain't gonna do no introductions mademoiselle here I have things cause y'all decided to tell us like what y'all thought about last time in the episode <laughs> from basically yesterday and I, don't know, yeah. I, I feel like we need to discuss you
1: Let's think do we it. should
0: discuss Let's so do it. Mo love you right but The difference in Roman coming back to work and becoming champion and Cody coming back to work and becoming champion is we didn't think Roman was coming. It was a legitimate surprise. And he came back as a heel. Totally different character. Yep. Cody was the same person that left hurt. He came back healthy, same character. And it was telegraphed. We knew, oh, he's going to win the Rumble, which means he's going to probably become
2: champion. Yep. Yeah, we had no idea Roman was about to pop back up and be a part of that match with, was it, it was Bray Wyatt and um, Braun Strowman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we had no idea that was coming. And and when we did see him, everybody was kind of like, oh, man, Roman's back. Of course he's in the title match. Like, he's going to come out there. But then immediately we all flipped because we realized this was a different Roman. This was a Roman that, you know, we had never seen before. So it was easy to get excited about him because he was different. That's not what we got from Cody. Like you said, everything was telegraphed. We knew he's going to win the Rumble. Even when he came back last year at Mania, we're like, okay, he's here because we know he's going to basically get the title in a year. It's inevitable it's going to happen at some point. Um, And so every move that has happened with him has been telegraphed to getting him to that title and at the one time WWE pulled the rug from underneath us, and we were like, "Oh shit!" It was supposed to happen this way, and it didn't happen that way. And then people are all at, up up in arms about it not happening the way they expected it to. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's okay that they did not do the telegraphed thing like they normally always do.
0: Right, but- and that's what I brought up in the last episode was usually whoever you big comeback wrestler is in the Royal Rumble at least the last few years or whoever is the hottest going into the Rumble, depending on like what storylines are going on, nine times out of ten, they are the winner. We knew Cody was going to win the Rumble before, hell, we knew Cody was going to win the Rumble before the Rumble happened. I think around what SummerSlam, when they were like, oh no, he's still not ready to come back, everyone was like, oh, he's coming back at the Rumble. And yep, you know we knew it he was
1: coming at 30.
0: Yep. That too, and as a person who was in that arena, on Royal Rumble night, and sat through the whole hour, it made every other person in that match feel irrelevant because I knew Cody was going to win. Like, it did not matter. If it would have been, like, a Big E who had, we've heard that he's had setbacks and all of that, and but we've seen him, you know, in pictures for WWE, but he has legitimately not been in the ring, he could have came out. Reaction would have been different. It would have been like, oh, is he going to win, is he not going to win? Or we all would have just cheered for him to win because we're so happy to have him back. We did not miss Cody when he was gone because Cody kept telling us he was coming back to work.
1: So, hi everybody. This is part two of the Forever Young Reunion cast Mania special. We're kicking it with the peeps. You have been listening to... Madame Lizette and Miss V and we have been responding to a message on our Discord. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's because you're not on our Discord and you need to send me a message so you can get the invite Come join and us. hear it. Come and join us. We do get conversations talking. So we are quick the- too though. So we don't let say if you <laughs> don't get an invite,
0: I'm just gonna let you know. No, there's probably really a nice. reason. <laughs> and there's probably a reason. And we probably looked at JJ and was like, how do you decide to invite that person. And JJ was like, never mind, I guess I won't.
2: We're a little clicky, but that's okay. We <laughs> are. Who is we? I do no, no. my truth. Don't you you are don't too. even start. Don't <laughs> even act like you are.
1: Wait a minute. No, I have a low tolerance and I'm a misanthrope everybody. Knows so you're clicky this. too. No, no, right. Like, no, like I'm you know, not you are, like you're so like, kinda, don't these big I'm, words I'm, around. You saying, saying like, you wait do. a "I don't like people," but you know, like the folk who are my community, like the people who I follow and follow me and listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, they're welcome. Now I'm not gonna say that there's not a few people that jump into a public hashtag that I would <laughs> rather not engage with. Now, them folks, we, we gonna get keep. I'm just not gonna. Uh, now, now, if that means that I'm down with the click, you know, call me Razor Ramon. I'm fine with it. I'll be the bad guy. But
2: generally speaking, we're nice.
1: Yeah. Hi. You're we welcome. Are. You know that I play with everybody on Twitter and, you know, and say, until hey,
2: you, you want to come. I said, until they mess up, and then we got to be like, mm-hmm. nah. Oh, we that's still when click. A mama like,
1: let's, let's not even
0: play. Once again, Don put. Like, introduce the three of us and we have been together ever since.
1: (laughs) You Okay, you know what the funny thing about that is? So, okay, here's some behind the scenes about me and the nemesis. Don asked me if I wanted to help cover the Mae Young Classic. And he says to me, well, do you want a co-host? And I said, yeah. In fact, can I have two? And he's like, who are you thinking? And I said, was sleep though and Madame Lazette. And he says to me, I mean, are you sure? Oh, how dare he? Okay. Because it he was like, Two and those two. Cause and and to be fair, I think that may have been it happened in the spring, right? Where because yeah, May Young
0: was in it's legitimately like in May or in yeah. the
1: May summertime. So he was like, Do they have time? Do they want to come and play with you? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna ask. So that's how it, you know, like we developed and it just worked and we, yeah, we still been rolling ever since and all that jazz, but that is what you've been hearing and talking to. So here's what we're going to try to do today before one or more of us goes to sleep. I mean, I know. I said it's one or more. Fault. I didn't point no fingers, even though my finger is literally looking at I'll, you. No, I'll
2: point the you. finger at myself. Your girl's been tired, y'all. I'm working, <laughs> but
0: I'm 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 actively involved. I am here.
2: I am up. I'm not laying down this time, so I have no excuse to fall asleep during this.
1: We're going to try to go through this. So, so when we last left off, last time we spoke... We handled most of night two. We have two matches left, and then we're going to handle match one. If we fold in some subsequent Raw, NXT, or SmackDown, you'll get a little bit of that too. And then if we have time at the end, we're going to give you a sneak preview of the what are we calling it three times three times a lady lady. and we're going to do that abbreviated so normally we have like three things that each of us want to talk about how about we just take one okay yeah there's three of us each one of us take one take one all right so are we done um piling up on now we from baltimore right so i'm from baltimore and mo is from baltimore we done banking mo yeah. Yeah, I think he's yeah, okay. Mo, Mo
0: right. will come back. Don't worry; he'll be in the Discord as soon as this episode is over. And I already, to I it. already
2: went in there and said we're responding right now. So let's go. <laughs> so y'all look like so.
1: So in other words, y'all are putting the foot on my neck and saying like, um, "Get on the editing releases as soon as possible." And guess yes. what? I am. I'm going to do my very, very best to meet that. But we stopped. Because we knew that Miss V would have something to say about this next match. Okay. Rhonda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, and Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville by submission. This was the WrestleMania's Women's Showcase four-way tag, fatal four-way tag team match. There was no belt on the line during this match. so They were just good, out
0: there doing stuff. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it was all for the glory. So what did you all think about this match? Did the right team win?
0: I'm going to go first because I know V going to give Ronda the business. So I want to <laughs> get in real quick. Yep. Um <laughs>
2: What was the reason? Yeah. <laughs> I was, my response was literally going to be, why? Like, yeah. why was this a thing? Okay, go ahead. We're on the same page. I thought Shotzi and Natty looked really cute.
0: Even though Natty didn't change her pink and black, she put green in her hair for Shotzi. I thought that was dope. But then we didn't get the tank, which mm-hmm. that makes no sense. with that long ass ramp, we should have got the tank. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish... That Sonya and uh, Chelsea Green would have been matching. Chelsea could have kept the wedding dress and Sonya could have done like a tuxedo type look that still fits her colors, black and white, but looks more tuxedo-y so they could have that going on. I don't know. That didn't make sense to me. Who
1: else was in the match? I'm missing the team. Because I'm going to get to Ron and Shayna Uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Raquel Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Their
0: outfits were so cute. Like They actually did do matching outfits. And I thought that was adorable. Liv really rocked it. She's gotten so much better in the ring. And I really hate that they have decided they don't have anything for her. So she's gonna be in a tag team because out of all the women who were in this match, even though her title ring probably wasn't, it wasn't written very well. Like it made her look weak in most situations. She mm-hmm. still has risen to the occasion. And she was not, she was the third person left in the Royal Rumble. And she looked like she was going to win. Like I remember like, V- vividly remember being like oh my god Liv oh my god Liv thinking that she was going to be our rumble winner and it was going to totally be to- different than what I thought it was going to be and like Bria was going to go into the elimination chamber instead right so it's weird to see her in that position and then Raquel I haven't liked her call up at all basically um, especially since they made her so smiley And they also just ignore the fact that like her and Dakota Kai got beef because Mm -hmm. the last time they were in NXT together, Dakota turned on Raquel. Let's tell that story or keep kind of telling that story. Um, And then lastly, Shayna and Rhonda. Y'all know it took me a minute to like Shayna, but when I got to liking Shayna, I feel like she should just submit everybody and everybody should bow down. And I really don't like this. Like she's now Rhonda's tag along partner when Shayna has, Carried the NXT Women's Championship. She's had the title long. She had one of the longest reigns in NXT as well. She was competitive. Hell, she tapped Binky out several times. Like, there is a story that could be told if we wanted Shayna to chase after Binky and be like, Remember all those times in NXT when you couldn't beat me? You think this time is going to be any different? And Binky be like, Nah, I'm different now. I was a little unprepared in those days, but I can do it. Like, there's a very good story there that they are leaving on the table. The same thing with, like, Rhea and Binky. There's a really good story there that they just haven't tried out or whatever. But Shayna being Rhonda's sidekick is annoying. The match itself, the part that, like, Liv was involved in, some of the tag team moves and stuff that her and Raquel did, and the tag team moves that uh, Shotzi and Natty did. I thought they were dope. made a lot of sense. But the fact that, like, six of them did all the work so Chelsea Green and um, Sonya included, they did all the work for Ronna just to basically go, hey, I'm going to get in the ring and do what I want. And then she won in like eight seconds. That's not fair. Like not fair at all to the roster. To none of those women and most definitely not on like the WrestleMania stage. And part of the reason why she is in this tag team is because her title reigns and her title matches just haven't been good. And there's a reason why Charlotte came out of out of vacation to win a title, to basically immediately drop it at WrestleMania, and go back on vacation. Ronda don't carry, R.I.V. You can, you can, you can take. No,
2: uh, you took, ba- like you said, basically everything I was gonna say. Like the whole match, you know, it was telegraphed who was gonna win from the get go. That was a match set up to get Ronda and Shayna because they don't have belts right now, right? So mm-hmm. no, the whole match was set up for whoever won that match was going to get a title match from it. Um, so it was obvious from the jump that there's no way Ronda was going to walk into WrestleMania and not win a match. It was so telegraphed. You knew it was, they were going to win. So it was basically, like you said, like uh, Madeline Mazzetta, is like they went in there, everybody else in the match did all the work, and then Ronda came in, And did her little submission move. And then it was like they won. And it was stupid. Like, I I was annoyed with the whole thing from the get-go. Like, I don't like tag teams that don't match. But you could tell they're just put together just to get somebody else over. Um, Ronda came out there walking like she had to go to the bathroom. Like she's a toddler. Like she just looks dumb with her little judo outfit on. And I think it's unfair to Shayna. Like Shayna is good enough to do this by herself but Ronda has fallen so far in favor that she has to be paired up with somebody for people to actually care about her because no one wants to see her anymore um and it's unfair to Shayna to have to get you know handcuffed to this person when Shayna should be probably in matches with Bianca Belair should be in matches with Charlotte on her own she should not have to be saddled with Ronda Rousey and then before that important like She was with, you know, with Nia Jax. Like, I don't know why they don't know what to do with her on the main roster. I don't know if it's because she's not girly enough or or then she at the same time, she's not like a bigger name like Ronda Rousey. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just unfair the way that she's being like saddled with Ronda um, on the main on the roster. And so I was just annoyed by the whole thing to begin with. Um, Like you said, Liv looked really good. You could tell she's been working with Natty because when she was in the ring with Natty, that's the best that she looks. Mm -hmm. Um, You could tell that she's been putting in the work. I also agree too. I don't understand why Raquel is up on the rain roster smiling away. Like she's supposed to be a beast. Like I don't know why she's in there cheesing all the time. Like nobody walks around with a smile on their face all the time. So I don't understand that. I don't think that's good for her character. Um, So I wish they would figure that out. Natty again. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Not having the tank at WrestleMania was really stupid. Like if there's ever a time to bring the tank out, it's at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also goes off topics a, l- a little bit, but like the entrances in general for this WrestleMania were not Hollywood approved. Like there was not Thank a you. whole lot that went like this. These were probably like the most lackluster entrances that we've seen in a Wrestlemania in years.
0: Especially night one. Night one, felt so boring.
1: Wait, 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 let's get there. But that was exactly the point that I was going to make, that I felt like this was the match that the girls could have really done something with their costuming to reflect the Hollywood thing so... You mentioned something about uh somebody coming with a bridal dress and someone else with a tuxedo. I don't... Green, uh, Sonya. Yeah, so I'm not sure which movie they could have referenced, but they could have referenced a movie. There's they probably no could reason... have been
0: um what is it, Pretty Lady? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, they probably could have done that. Like
1: what pretty woman pretty like the woman, prostitute yeah, in like, the in the she gigolo does,
0: doesn't she wear, like doesn't she wear a wedding dress event like don't they get married at the end it's been a really long time since i've seen it
2: married but yeah yeah
0: like she could have pulled out like a really cute fun dress or kept her wedding dress and this what is the wedding dress been... situation
2: about why is she
0: in wedding dress so her character if i remember correctly and i know anwar or mo or don is going to correct me but the things that I remember is her old gimmick was like hot mess Chelsea Green. So she's supposed to have like this split personality. So when she would like do promos and stuff like that, she'd be all put together. But then like when she went heel or whatever, she would become like this mess of a person who would just kind of like wear whatever. And like she stuck with the um, wedding gown. I think she used to do face. Well, not her makeup so like one side would be like really smudgy splotchy make wedding makeup and she like half of her gear would be a wedding dress and then the other half would be her wrestling side and it'd be it. like wrestling gear and be way more put together and supposed to show that like she has a split personality or something like that and like i said the boys would correct me because i don't remember it 100 um i didn't like her enough it impacts the care But that's the gist of it. Like, she was just a hot-ass mess, like a bride left on. Like, a bride left at an
1: altar who's lost her shit, basically. Got it. So they could have done Carrie. But either way, they could have done a few things. But just giving nods and references to the fact that they were in Hollywood to maybe make it more dramatic and more interesting because there weren't any stakes. Now, two weeks later, Liv and Raquel are the new tag team champs. Yes. So they are Black trying to figure...
2: Mm-hmm. They yeah. went on Monday. Yeah, they but I slept through that too. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, but um, I guess we'll get to it. But the thing that I think should have happened in WrestleMania actually happened on Raw, but not the Raw after WrestleMania, so that didn't make sense. But we'll get to it.
1: Alright, so we're going to move along. So the first match of Night 2 was Brock Lesnar defeating almost with MVP via pinfall in a singles match. I don't have anything else to say
2: except for so MVP was there. What do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, that match was there. It happened. Um, I think it was interesting to see Brock Lesnar get tossed around because we don't really see that ever. I mean, it's only happened maybe once or twice, uh, maybe with a match with Roman, but like that was the first time that I had ever like that I'd ever seen him kind of get manhandled. By someone MVP was there I will say it was nice to see almost finally have gear like a a legit look to him so that was nice but yeah it was just one of those like opening matches I think both the opening matches uh, for both nights were just kind of like oh they happened um and let's move on to the next one like there wasn't anything super exciting about it but it wasn't anything like terrible about it either it was just kind of there it just happened for me
0: so I wanted to say sorry um my baby is running around the house barking at people oh, you just got <laughs> like, home like we we, we expect it it's all she good. is literally going from she's outside but she's going from one side like the backyard and that side of the fence and then coming around to my side of the house and barking <laughs> in the front based off of where she hears people and then i think she can also hear my voice because my windows open so she's trying to figure out like is she upstairs is she right here where is she and then that means she needs to bark back at me so apologies back at the baby no i'm not working back at her she gotta be outside for one more hour at least oh, um okay. but like v was saying this match was just like it was there i didn't think brock was going to win i thought he was going to lose because i thought that like the whole reason why he picked almost because i need y'all and i'm not on twitter no more but everybody who was on twitter leading up to wrestlemania like oh my god how dare they put brock in this match Y'all need to recognize that Brock picks his opponents. Yep. Brock don't do nothing at WrestleMania then that don't he don't do. want to do. Yep. It sounded like Brock was like, I'm not trying to be here all night. Give me a five minute match and I'm going home because apparently they said as soon as his match was over he went in the locker room, changed clothes and left. He didn't, didn't for he the rest of the show.
2: Didn't they nothing. reorganize the matches? Because I don't think he was supposed to open.
0: Yeah, like he was like, No, 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 I don't want to be here all night. Yeah, he was like, I don't even need pyro during the, the, the night time. Yeah, let me knock me out now. right now. Yeah. Which lets you know that this match, I think we felt like it was really important to Brock, but Brock was just out here having fun. Yeah, and I think we need to, as a fan base, recognize that Brock is legitimately just trying to have fun. Every gimmick that he's had since basically even with Paul Heyman and he came out with the boom box or made. The Money in the Bank title, the Boombox, like, or when Keith Lee came out, at the Rumble. He's like, oh my God, he's a really big boy. Like every instance, Cowboy Brock, he is having fun, and it doesn't really matter who he's having fun with. He just wants to have fun, and I listened or I saw a snippet of an interview that he did. I don't know. I think it was recently because he was in his cowboy look. He had social anxiety, so he doesn't like being in front of all these crowds like this. So that big old man was like, five minutes, bam, the stadium may or may not be at a capacity. That's cool. I'm going home when this is over. <laughs> like, and I think that that's okay. We need to accept that that's okay. Almost had real gear, which was dope. It was cool to see almost his power, but I really thought Brock was going to like, I even pin me. But at the end of the day, Brock is who he is, and he ain't losing nobody at WrestleMania unless it's Roman Reigns. So that is what it is, and actually, he didn't take the pin when Seth won the title all those years ago. Roman did, so he may not be doing that at WrestleMania. To be honest, Um, it was what it was. I liked that opener better than Night One's opener. Um, Which
1: oh, transition right into that. Go for it, please.
0: Yes. So let's start Night One. So I need to start. I want V to go now because she needs to like go ahead and light John Cena on fire for real, for real. Oh, well, um, then Austin, the Austin Theory, <laughs>
1: there we go. So let's, so let's just make it official. Night one started with Austin Theory defeating John Cena via pinfall. All right, Miss V, we tagging you in.
2: I mean, like, listen, they really had John Cena come out there with the Make-A-Wish kids. hmm And then get his ass beat in front with the bald spot. <laughs>
1: Listen, maybe that was world. their wish. Did you ever think about that? Yo, he, my man, looked gas.
2: He, he looked gas. He in was the ring. tired. Like that match, let me know that it was okay for for the Rock to not show up.
1: Because <laughs> I'm sorry. The Rock
2: had said, "I'm not in shape. I should not be in a wrestling ring." And at that point, that is when John Cena should have said, "Self, are you prepared to be in a wrestling ring?" In front of eighty thousand people, and self should have said, "Probably not, bruh. Probably not." He was pale. He was whiter than Sheamus. I don't, and I did not know that was possible.
0: He <laughs> whiter like Sheamus. Be
2: his hair like the hair. He needs to just come on home to God and let that hair go. Because <laughs> like every time the back of his head was facing the camera. It's just sad like you know you don't want to see your people not age great like I don't know if he's not aging gracefully I don't know what it is but it's just like it's okay for you not to wrestle anymore and I understand they thought Austin Theory was going to get something from wrestling John Cena but I don't think it did anything for him like that match was not a good enough match for it to make people look at Austin Theory and be like okay that dude is legit if anything, it was just kind of like, why did that happen? I did not, it did not need to happen. Like, there wasn't a long enough buildup to where we could get enough, you know, back and forth with John and Austin on the mic to, like, see that Austin Theory could hold his own on the mic. I really feel like they were trying to go for this. You know, when Cena first came out, he was wearing those little, sh- little shorts when he debuted and he he went at um, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. And Austin Theory has that same look. So I feel like they were trying to parallel the two stories, but Austin Theory does not have any kind of personality that anybody cares about. So it just doesn't, it didn't work. And then, like I said, John, like it wasn't John's best match, it wasn't John's worst match. It just was a match and it didn't do anything for either person. I just felt like it was just, it was a match that happened that did not need to happen. It would have been totally fine if like I get that Miz was the host of the show because he's from or his characters build from Hollywood and he's the it star or whatever. And they really didn't have anything for him to do on the show. But it probably would have made more sense to have John Cena host it. And then you still would have had the pop for him. We still would have been there. We wouldn't have had to see him winded as hell in the ring. We would have been able to like have his hair be done and not have to see the bald spot and we wouldn't have been subjected to Austin Theory wrestling a winded John Cena. So I just, yeah, I think there's a lot of things they could have done to avoid that whole situation. Um, I don't know what, like I said, I do not know how, how that benefited Austin Theory. Kind of like he beat John Cena, but nobody's talking about it. So what was the reason? Like it, it's over and done with. So it, it didn't do anything for him on Monday night. It hasn't done anything for him since. People just don't care. If, and if that is what they were thinking was going to get him over, they got a lot of work to do because it's, th- it's not happening.
1: I, I think that this was a time for another cinematic match where you could have employed the Hollywood magic for Austin Theory, who, like you said, we don't really care too much about. And one of the things that WWE did was try to take over LA in lots of different respects. Uh, For example, they had wrestlers appear for the week on Wheel of Fortune. Austin Theory was one of those wrestlers and he was there twice. So what they did was they took the three highest scoring teams for the last show and then a winner of that show was able to move on and it was natty and somebody else and unfortunately that lady didn't win the puzzle but Austin theory was on twice and my mom was like why is he dressed like that because he had on jeggings and a half shirt like a teenage girl (laughs) the uh, the first time he was there his shirt was just open
2: because he's gimmick is his abs. He doesn't have anything else to go by. Like
1: exactly. So it's like, if you're going to be a mannequin, be a mannequin. You, you know, like, why not go for it? Like, this is Hollywood. Have something Hollywood-esque and do a cinematic match and uh, allow John Cena to be safe and to have a better performance because as we know that he is toward the end of it more of the sunset yeah. of his career so uh you know if this was just an excuse for to make a whole bunch of wishes fine I was sad that during his takedowns John Cena's takedowns of Austin Theory that he didn't say that he was going to grant Austin Theory's wish I mean uh-huh. it was like
2: nothing yeah I would to treat him like, <laughs> but can I just say this you mentioned sunset um yeah. I, the reason I they could not have done a cinematic match is it was too bright in that building. Like, it's really important how they were on the West Coast. WrestleManias over on the West Coast are terrible because there's a lot of things that happen in WWE that should happen when you should be able to turn the lights down mm-hmm. and you should in the stadium should be dark. Like, we should not be able to see every person in the stands. And so to do a cinematic match, I don't think you could have done it at 5 o'clock on, you know, on a Saturday at, in, in, in Hollywood. Like, it would be too bright um, for them to do any, like, special effects or anything like that. Like, and that could also be why a lot of the entrances were not as grand as they could have been. It's just because, like, things don't look that good when you do them when it's super bright inside of our, inside of our arena.
1: Well, so. you know what? That brings up another point, then. Why not have them tag together Yeah. Versus someone like LA Knight. Yeah. And Bobby Lashley, who we missed on this card. Honestly, LA Knight should have
0: challenged him. That would have made that would have been a better match. So much more sense. And it would have been a better match. Because like LA Knight, he his whole point and purpose is he's this big talker, he's LA, he's Hollywood like this was a show built for him Mm -hmm. and he could have basically did what they kind of did with Rhea and Charlotte which was like y'all decide who you want to cheer for we're not gonna make you pick and you go with like whoever is the most arrogant we could have ran an interference with The Miz that could have started a new you know whole feud with Austin Theory and The Miz or Austin Theory or The Miz and um LA Knight, because, you know, Miz is all Hollywood. He's built from there, blah, 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 Like, there was a way to make this make sense. A-O-W-W, you should probably call us. There was a way for this mm-hmm. to make sense and for it to feel more important outside of Austin Theory needs a prove himself match against a legend who can no longer go. And a legend that, yes, the fans love and adore, but to have that legend go out on its back to Austin fucking theory in an opener, not even like a main event or a mid, you know, mid main event, a legitimate opener when half the stadium isn't even full. Like it made John Cena even feel like less important. It feels
2: disrespectful that John Cena was Mm -hmm. opening up mania when it wasn't even a full arena. Like that is, if you hold him on that high of a pedestal, to have him wrestling and maybe I don't know maybe he wanted to go on at that time because he does have that kind of stature to be able to say what he wants to do kind of like Brock, right, he might but, have done the same thing Brock did but, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's like but that was not best what's best for business because like John's not going to be there on Monday John's not going to be there all week and if if you're trying to get the guy that he his opponent over like you got to do what's best for the opponent and not so much. And, and it's short-sighted to think that beating an older John Cena... And I also want to be car- careful that we say, like, it's not that John Cena can't go. He just can't go like he used to. So the match was just not as good as it should have been to actually do something positive for Austin Theory. Yeah,
0: and they're also... He, he is not in, like, wrestling shape. shape. Like, yeah. acting shape, wrestling shape, not the same shape. Sorry. Sorry. So
2: he's mm-hmm. just not there, and, and the Rock knew we should have listened. The Rock the, knew,
1: but and the rock, the rock
0: wasn't missed. The Rock can't afford too much no bad publicity. Not no, true no. True <laughs>
2: true.
1: not, <laughs> not now. Not ever. Not now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. My thing with the match was like I hear I had a whole little song I was singing on my way home because the match was on and I was on my way home. Was it and, Justina sucks? No, it was um, like Awesome Theory. If you don't get over, you're gonna lose your title. Oh, like, as
1: in like you, you about to lose your job. Yeah, like that?
0: pretty much because it was just like, <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things that I was like, even if you win, if you don't get over in your win, you're losing your title. Even if you look good, you you legitimately have to come out here and look A++++ plus 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 for us to care about you. i am be honest with you. I don't think he did that, and I don't think we care because his character just doesn't matter. And Austin Theory is a Vince McMahon pick, not a Triple H pick.
1: You, you know when I knew that it was curtains for me in Austin Theory? Hmm. Earlier in the day was Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. When we had an index reunion... And after Johnny Gargano and Candice, yo, that popped like, so hard, <laughs> right? So they had that match with Grayson Waller, and at the end, a newly minted NXT Women's Champion, Andy Hartwell, came out with her husband, Dexter Loomis, and they, you know, like embraced each other. They raised each other's hands, and I did not say, "Where's Austin?" Right.
2: Because then he don't matter. He don't he matter. Did. I totally forgot he was even a part of that. He was
1: yes. if he, a part of the way, right? So we had the way reunion. Like nothing. I did not care at all. He was he was not missed.
0: And honestly, like, yes, he was used as comic relief when he was in the way. He was the dumb teenage kid who didn't know what to do or whatever. And that was partially because he got the call up to come be Seth Lackey. And then the Me Too thing happened, so they had put him back in NXT. Out of everybody in the way, Indy and Dex, or Index walked out being, like, everybody's fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Just because they had one of the best weddings that I think I've seen on WWE television in a very long time. They did. And, like, Johnny's whole beef with him trying to protect um, Indy from Dexter Lumis. Like, it was so, or even Candice LeRae being like she's just dumb and in love but I don't know to do with her like why like it all was just adorable and very well done and then for them to like have that reunion it felt good but I don't need Austin for that and Vince likes like I said Vince likes him
2: I don't think Triple H really cares like
0: I think Triple H is like eh you got potential
2: Vince but- likes him because like I said he his whole look mimics John Cena at the very beginning of his career he is like the prototypical amazing body for men he might be attractive for like like what straight men think women like that is what austin theory is and that's exactly what like he's the prototypical vince mcmahon this is what a wrestler is supposed to look like and that's why vince is all about him
0: yeah i don't care
2: and no one cares yeah because the women, like, there's, like, the only women who I think who are into him are, like, younger girls who don't know any better. Yeah, because he he's irrelevant. Yeah, eh, it is. It is what it is. And oh, he's God.
0: irrelevant. And yeah, I want better for him, not even going to lie. Like, I wish, I want him to be successful. Um, But it sounds like he going to have to take that trip that Drew took and that Cody had to take. And that's just going to take your trip to the Indies, dog, so and figure it out.
1: Well, if that's the case, we're going to move on to the second match where the Street Profits defeated Braun Strowman and Ricochet, the Alpha
2: Academy, the Viking Raiders by pinfall.
0: I First. thought that match was actually better than going to give it credit. in a lie.
2: Yeah, it was a. I'm still not sure what the hell. Like, they're, try, they're really trying to get the Viking Raiders over so bad. They want them to be like your cinematic type, or like, they want people to really be into this whole Vikings thing. And. That's why they brought old girl back. What's her name? Um, Sarah. Sarah Logan. Yeah, to you she's know, married to. Yeah, she. I know she's, yeah, she's married to one the of them. The
0: skinnier, ball hitting
2: one. But like, I don't think she does anything. Like, it doesn't bring anything to their whole gimmick. She's just kind of there. I think it was a really good showing for the Street Profits, though. Like, they looked really, really good. And I think one of the best things that's happened over the last year or so is that everybody's been calling for Montez to kind of like go off and go solo. But Dawkins has kind of basically been like, nah, bro, I can go solo too. And he's been having moments in matches and having his own singles matches that have actually been really good. And, you know, he knocked the shit out of who what was out of Braun Strowman uh, in that match. And it was like, it went viral. It was like a meme. It's good to see him having good showings. Um, I loved that Montez. Montez got the pin, right? I think he did. Yeah. Yes, um, I think he got the pin after Uh, Yeah, it was actually a really good match. Like, I feel like everybody in the match had a moment where they got to shine. Ricochet did his crazy Ricochet shit that you've never seen anybody else do and nobody else can do because he just moves so fluid. Um, And then you have Chad... Uh why am I blanking on his last name? Gable. Yeah, there you go. Chad Gable. <laughs> um, you know, he just putting on a clinic in the ring, and it was actually a really good match. And then the Viking Raiders were there. Um, but I think the right tag team won. Now that the Usos don't have the belts, I think they need to split them up so that we can get more tag teams, uh, and more tag team. Like, there's a lot of men's tag teams right now, so like let's actually get them opportunities to actually wrestle for the belts i think what's going to end up happening is eventually those belts are going to get split up again and i think the street profits are going to end up with one set from whichever show they get drafted to because that's going to change a lot of stuff too is like the draft that's coming up in a couple of weeks so yeah
0: also i like the street profits are is basically doing the same thing that the new day did which is you're not going to force us to break up Mm. like we can have these single matches we can rock and we can get into shape honestly like Dawkins got into shape yeah I want to say on a podcast that we had like a a year or two ago I was calling my man sloppy white because I was just like
2: we all yeah you you know how
0: Vince feels about big dude who jiggle
2: yep you see uh, what happened to top dollar like right like Top dollar yeah. and dropped weight, too. He dropped apparently. a yeah. lot of weight. Um, a ton of weight. A ton of weight.
0: <laughs> because, like, Vince don't play that. And even if Vince doesn't play it, Triple H wrestled with the big sexy. Yeah. You know what in shape big man looks like. And he, I would assume, expects you to be big man in shape. Like, we've seen Vader. We saw Yako Zuno, Like, we've seen these big dudes who, yeah, they could, you know, they was big, but they they were solid, right? So, if you either going to end up becoming a jobber and getting put through the barbershop window, or you got to like own up to it and grow. So I'm really happy that doc has done that. Cause I think him taking that initiative to do it and show them I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to take more care of my health and better care of my health or whatever. That shows them how dedicated he is to this, which means they're going to hopefully invest in street profits. Granted Vince don't like tag teams. Also. You had four really good tag teams in this match. No reason why we shouldn't split those titles up. Yeah, know?
1: that's very true. And also, I want to say one time for the Street Profits gear. Bianca didn't make it this time, which is fine. But the Binky design and everything. Be cute. Oh, it was
0: very good. Yeah, Binky was like, I ain't got time. Y'all go get somebody else to do it. And they linked up with like Auntie Sandra. Like, what we
1: doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it looked really good. Um so the question is about what you said Miss V and the draft. Do you think that some of the big changes that Triple H uh, yeah that's his name. Do you think when he talked about big changes that he meant that not only is there going to be a roster change but they'll just announce a split that kind of way for the belts. SmackDown will have their own belt. Raw will have their own belt. NXT continues to have their own
2: set of yeah. belts. I don't know if they'll he'll do it at the draft just because they got to finish this storyline between the Bloodline and Sammy and... Whatever and that Kevin. looks like, yeah. And if they just do it at the draft and split it up, then it, it defeats the purpose of this three-year-long storyline that's been happening. What I think they're going to do, they're probably going to announce some other belts for the women. I think because they got to... Like, because... Again, like Roman has the belts, uh Kevin and Sammy have the belts, but like they also have intercontinental and they have a US title, but on the women's side, Bianca ain't letting that belt go anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And uh and Rea just got her belt, she ain't letting that go anytime soon either. So that leaves all those women on that roster to only have access to the tag team belts. So I think they're gonna introduce another women's mid card belt. And I would support that. I Honestly,
0: in the grand scheme of things, it does not make sense for Binky or Rhea to drop their belts anytime until, so. like, Survivor Series. Because if the story we are telling, or it looks like we're telling, is that they ain't knuckled up with each other, then we need to just ride this all the way out and let them knuckle up at Survivor Series, where nobody's belt's on the line. We could do some fucking stupid finish, yeah. or, like, that protects both of them something like that, or like Rhea don't tap, Binky don't tap, something like that, where like, she passed out, she ain't tapped, something. Which, actually, they did something similar to Binky when she went against Shayna. She didn't tap. In one of the matches, if I remember correctly, she didn't tap, she passed out. They gotta do something of that sort, so we might as well just keep them belts on there. Um, But I do hope that they figure out a way to make the women feel important, because and we'll get to like the tag team match and what happened in that situation, but Like, we talked about the tag team showcase or whatever you want to call it all night too that was meh. And outside of that and the upcoming tag match and Rhea, you know, their title matches, the women have just kind of been non-existent. Like, I want to say Anwar posted, what was it, the SmackDown run-up for last week. And I was like, wow, all those men and no Rhea. She's announced to be there. Nah, like, Everybody else gets a celebration. Rhea should get a celebration. It would fit her heel character. Like, she should come out and talk shit. And what basically came out was Triple H walks out there, tells us about this draft, tell us, you know, tell us that big changes are coming, which I think is basically their way of being like, he's not quitting, we promise. And then it's like, Judgment Day comes out. And he shakes her hand. He picked her. Once again, y'all been listening to the May Young Classic. Triple H picked Rhea. He saw a young Blonde yeah. Australian girl, 28, 17, 18 years old, untrained, and was like, "I can make her a star." And look at her; she's a fucking star. Why she didn't get a celebration? She beat yeah. Charlotte Flair.
2: Yeah,
0: hell, Charlotte Flair had a like celebration when she won the NXT title off for her. Why are we not giving her
1: that same energy?
2: Yeah, we are hopping all over Sat- uh, Saturday night, but um, yeah, because now we're talking about Ray and Charlotte. But yeah, that is but
1: that's coming up. Yeah. So,
2: I know. I'm just saying no, like the but women it's true. Just, the women they, have
0: slowly started to feel unimportant and that feels yeah. like a bit is coming back to work.
2: Yeah. Which is also kinda leads to like some of the rumors we heard about like that's why Charlotte left and I watched a little bit of um or Charlotte took like a break, I should say. Um I watched and she just came back, which is a little bit weird. Um, I I watched um a little bit of Raw and Bailey looked not herself on on Raw. Yeah, they're about to break them up. Yeah, she looked like she was either over, and she looked a little sad. So I wonder if she's on her way out, too, because Vince is back. And, you know, she's loyal to uh, Mercedes Monet and and Trinity. And maybe there's some kind of... She feels there might be some kind of um, retaliation as a wrestler who supports them still being on the roster. So she might be on her way out. And I think there was one other person, too, that might they're be, saying
0: oscar might be an leaving. oscar yeah and oscar mm-hmm. wasn't even on raw and yeah binky gave her props on raw and was like oscar took me to my limit she's a hell of a wrestler like she most definitely tried to put her over the monday yeah. after um wrestlemania but she'd been missing two weeks why yeah why,
2: like, why hadn't
0: she come out and asked for her rematch like the next pay-per-view it's It'd all be about a remat, getting your yeah. rematch. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be a bunch of rematches, and Asuka's not getting one. No, we're having a number one contenders match to find yeah. out
1: who's going to challenge her at the next
2: episode. Yeah, that makes
1: too. no sense. It makes it sense. And, and it's me. Right,
0: and it's EO.
1: But that may be some like higher level politics where she was in Japan, maybe with the change, and she's like, you know what? I'd rather be home. And if that's the case, maybe maybe there's an opportunity for some of the wrestlers who might have uh, extra needs for visas or whatever else to say, well, we'll come to a conclusion with your contract. And if you want to extend, you can. If not, and you want to go home to your countries. And it's not just Japan. It could be Ireland or Scotland, Drew McIntyre, it could be Mexico, whatever it is, and say, it's okay, you know? Maybe that's what they want to do. I don't know. But she, her presence was missed, and I did start to think maybe that's another reason why this belt didn't get transitioned. And it's so funny because this is why we said we had to pause for the cause because we talked a little bit about Bailey and some of the rumors. So she has been on TV. They are hinting to the dissolution of damage control. I feel like it's still a little premature. I still feel as though there was a missed opportunity to have like a Janet Jackson-esque t-shirt control as t-shirt that they didn't do it (laughs) i'm still salty about that but you know we do know that vince has been accused of being retaliatory and petty and if you don't have to put up with it
2: then (laughs) right why
1: why would you i kind of feel like these next few matches we're gonna uh take a while so i want to move forward if if we can and that is Seth freaking Rollins defeating Logan Paul with KS1 via pinfall. First of all, can we talk about Seth Rollins' gear?
2: <laughs> Face, let's,
1: let's do it. I, listen, I was like, does he have a Jeff Jarrett top? I mean, there was so many things. I, I, I talked about showing my mom the gear. And he comes out peacocking with the coat, and then he's like... Let me come out of this coat. And my mother's like, oh, a strip tease. And he's taking Let's go. the gloves and he's got the harness on because he unsnaps it. Now his titties are out. And then he has like bubble chaps and he's just unveiling, unveiling, unveiling. And I give him so much props because he understands if I can't give you anything, I'm going to give you fashion yeah I saw the I think it was either TikTok
0: or Instagram Becky's reaction apparently she had not seen any of the gear or at Uh-oh. least not the jacket and so she's backstage while he's getting ready for his entrance and he goes I told you it was gonna be outrageous and she's like I'm jealous I want the jacket like that should be mine
2: she... yeah because her gear sucked but yeah keep going oh here she goes.
0: <laughs> no it did it was it was
2: whack it was like it was what is this Yeah,
0: I honestly didn't think like between her, Lita, and Trish, we could talk about it. They none of them really felt like they tried, but whatever, no, they just
2: showed up. But yeah, yeah. we'll get
1: there, we'll get there. That
2: basically Seth was like one of the few him, Bianca, Street Street Profits, and uh, let's see, the Usos kind of sort of, yeah, with the all white and red. Um, almost, almost, but I wouldn't even say almost like he just had new gear. But like they were the only ones who looked like they were at. A special event. Everybody what? else would kind of look like they're just showing up to go wrestle. Like Drew. there was nothing exciting about that. Oh, no, oh, Drew. Drew came yeah, out in Drew, white. Drew, with Drew came white. with the white, right? Drew with the right. white, too. Yeah, Drew with the white came out. Oh, and
0: then, right. you know, Seth and Finn and Edge. They were Yeah, Finn phenomenal. and Edge. Yes. Did,
2: yeah. yeah. Not only was, did they give us like really good gear, but they also gave us like phenomenal entrances. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, it, it sounds like that was a lot, but that really wasn't when you think about how many wrestlers were on the show who did not uh, go all out.
0: Liv and Raquel, they actually gave us different gear. Like, they matched their gear. It was cute.
2: Yeah, but that's also what they could do as a tag team on Monday Night Raw. There wasn't anything, like, just the entrances in general just kind of like, okay. They didn't even bother mixing music for the tag teams. If they're gonna make Raquel and Liv be a tag team, and they're gonna wear matching gear, let's mix their music or something. Like, let's actually put some effort in here. But anyway, Seth Did the thing. Mikazi made his gear. um, Yes. And he made it out of a comforter. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah, his chaps were made from a comforter. Yeah, so Mikazi did the thing. And I love that, like, Seth's gear designer. So Mikazi is, is, like, he constructs the gear. The guy who dresses Seth is a black dude named King Troy. Or he does Becky and Seth. So I love that Seth is getting into his bag with, like, his gear Like, Seth's always had A-plus gear, but now that he's been kind of gone this different direction with the crazy stuff that he wears, like, he doesn't miss. Like, even when the shit is, like, so weird, it just works for him because Mm -hmm. of the gimmick and the character that he's playing right now. Shout out
0: to the all-white joint from all those years ago that apparently Vince did not like, and that's why he's never worn it again. Oh really? I read an article. This was a long time ago, but the white and gold gear that he wore to WrestleMania, the Power
2: Ranger gear, and that yeah, matched the, the New Day, gear. that matched yeah. the New Day, yeah.
0: When he wore that gear and cashed in his Money in the Bank title, become champion or whatever, apparently Vince did not believe that a heel should wear white and golds and match the New Day, all that jazz, right? Which is so, so crazy. So apparently he hated the gear, and because of that. Um, Seth will won't ever wear that exact gear again. He'll give us like an all white or an all gold or whatever, but he'll never do that like exact gear again because Vince hated it. Now And now that Vince is back, of course he's really not going to give it to us. But that's a rumor or like an article or something that I read that Vince hated the gear and that's why he won't wear it.
2: Which is crazy and that's how out of touch Vince is with fashion because like all white and gold like that is such a heel thing to wear. Like it's such a like I'm all white, so bossy. Like, what <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm such a boss. I'm gonna be out here clean in my white. Like he doesn't understand that. And that's how out of touch he is as an old white dude. That he, like, because I remember when Seth came out in that gear, we all popped. We were like, oh so shit. Dope. It was so good. And for, and, and we knew he was a heel, but we just also know that white can be either. The New Day looking clean in their white and being faces. But then also you got Seth on the other side of it looking clean in his white. And he's about to come out there and destroy you in his white and gold gear. And he looks clean. And, like, it's crazy. Like, Vince is so out of touch. Jeez. I wish Roman would come out in white one time. Like, that. Yes, If Roman oh, would no. come. If he did what the Usos does. Because the Usos look dope, too. And they're white and they're red. If Roman could just come out one time in white, like, that would, he yeah, would have especially all of since us. he
0: has, he has the red glove, so he yes. could already take it there.
2: He would have all of us just, like, swooning, pregnant, swooning, yeah. on our be- knees. Be- it would be, yes, he just needs yeah. to do it mm-hmm. one time. His co-wife. I know she's yeah. sick of He gotta <laughs> be sick of people, because even people who don't watch wrestling all of a sudden know who he is now, and mm-hmm. are just like, who is this man? And they don't realize that he's got five kids at home and a wife. And we're just talking reckless about that man. Like, I I hope she's not on social media because uh. I, Lord, cannot do it. Anyway, back to Seth and his gear. Yeah. But either way. What did you
1: all think of Logan Paul trying to zip line to the ring? I mean,
2: it was there. I don't have much to say about Logan Paul. I know he just re-signed to deal with WWE, and that's good for him. He's good in the ring. It is what it is. I And that's really it. A-
0: he's good in yeah. the ring.
2: He's a terrible person in real life. Um, I will also say this. He has been—he has had the luxury of wrestling really good wrestlers who can make people look good in the ring. Mm-hmm. So let's see when he's not wrestling Roman Reigns, when he's not wrestling Seth Rollins— like even the or Miz or the Miz. Like, Miz let's can give make the people Miz's look yeah, too. give the Miz the props. Like Miz makes people look good in the ring too. He's a safe wrestler. Let's see when he has to wrestle in Austin Theory. Are people mm-hmm. going to care? No. I don't think so. So I, I think it might have been a little short sighted because Logan Paul ain't gonna be wrestling ring generals every time he's in the ring.
0: One thing that I like am thinking about as I'm sitting here is I wonder if Vince or whoever recognizes that Logan Paul and his brother are like terrible human beings and most people do not like him. Well, like, I mean, it,
2: they are Vents but young. Yeah, and
0: like, I just wonder if he's ever taken a moment. Like, this was the first time I think Logan Paul's actually been the heel in the mm-hmm. situation, and granted, like, I don't know what we call Seth. Seth is just in. He's there, however he's feeling. Honestly, I'm ready for him to run up on Cody and be like, what's up?
2: Yeah, I yeah even, Seth is at a level right now where it's like if Seth's in the ring we're gonna root for Seth I don't yeah, care like who Seth he's is, facing he's in a position where unless he's in the ring with like Roman Reigns no one's gonna question whether or not they should ru- they should cheer for him
0: but even when he like even with Roman but even when he wrestled
2: Roman it was still dope yeah we were still like I don't know who to go for yeah and there's still like unfinished
0: business there yeah. like he hit the the shield music used the shield entrance like he came at Roman crazy, and Roman yeah. like trying to act like it doesn't affect him, but it does. Yeah. But I wonder if they take into consideration that we just don't care about dudes. I don't and think. yeah, him does. coming back as a heel is cool, but if this is about to turn into Roman drops the title to Cody, and then Cody got to fight Luke
2: Logan, yeah, I'm gonna pay. be like, I'm count not me not out. Care. Like so that's yeah.
1: what Don is saying. Don is saying that yeah, he's gonna he get a title, will man. be another title match.
2: Because so I remember feel he like, had one. Yeah, I feel like Vince. Vince sees the amount of YouTube views and podcast views that Logan Paul gets, and he is trying to reach that audience. But that audience isn't necessarily wrestling fans, and they don't care. I think it would be a like a huge mistake to put your belt on somebody like that who doesn't really respect your business and has people on his show who were lying like shit talking about they got offered 20 million dollars to go wrestle for the wwe because they were like you guys hear that story about that chick that was on his show no talking about she got offered 20 million dollars to be a wrestler because she's like this huge tiktok star and stuff and it's like Brock don't even make $20 million a year. Roman's not making $20 million million a year. Who are you? Yeah, like, Roman don't even
0: make $20 million.
2: But they're looking at it as a payday and nothing more. Like, they don't really care about it. So, I hope that's not what they're going to do. I hope he's not looking at it as, like, look at all the views that we're getting. And, granted... A lot of the stuff that Logan did had some of the most views on WWE social accounts and stuff, but like, but
0: some of that is the fact that he's actually talented in the ring. First there is a way to acknowledge he's a shitty human, but also like, but he can go. He has taken this seriously, and I do respect that. Like him and Bad Bunny, and even like Johnny Knoxville, like them trying to take this wrestling thing seriously Stephen Amell might get on my nerves but he tries right Uh, Mm um them taking it seriously as a wrestling fan I really support that and I like that because I do not like people who just kind of show up and like I am who I am and it is what it is like I don't like that I feel like if you're going to do this like go all in enjoy yourself that's the reason why Pat McAfee is as over as he is Pat McAfee went all out in NXT in those match with Undisputed Era and all that he literally jumped off the top of the cage. I like that. So yes, you're going to get the views because you're like, wow, I didn't think he was that talented. I didn't think he could do that. People are going to go, hey, look at this clip of Logan Paul doing something that like, I didn't think he would be good at. And he's not faking it. There's no gimmick to it. Like he's legitimately trying to be a good wrestler. We can acknowledge that and realize that's going to contribute to the views while also being like, and he's terrible as a person. And I really don't want him on my TV screen. That's pretty much the issue with Rhonda. Well, she probably needs to get better in the ring. But part yes. of it is like, girl, I can pull up your your greatest hits of comments you've made. You also chitty person.
2: Yep. Like
1: <laughs> Well, is there anything else to say about that match? Or should oh, I mean, we move on to the next I mean, one? It was
2: yeah, good fine. because Seth was good. And you know, uh, and Logan held his own and but that's because right. he had a really good person in the ring against him. It was a good match. It was not terrible, but I was just here for Seth. And Seth came and saw he conquered. And then now it's time to move on.
1: All right. So the next (laughs) match, Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch defeated Damage Control by pinfall. So we already started talking about the gear. Trish, her gear was supposedly a nod to the last time she was in WrestleMania LA. And so that was like 18 years ago. So it was an updated version of that. And there it is. Lita looked fine because she just looked like an updated Lita. Becky was a little disappointing because it was so plain. She didn't have like a cover-up, nothing. She just came out in her onesie or her, you know, like monokini and that was it. And they didn't pick a color scheme for the group. Now, with Damage Control, they did use some of the same colors, but different styles. They look like Gemina Hologram's misfits to me. Yeah. So it looked very cartoonish. I didn't have a problem with it. Overall, I want to give so many props to Damage Control because they were selling their asses off for the veterans. As we could see, uh, Lita looked half Lita's a slow. step slower. Yeah, I think she looked slow Lita's compared slow. to everybody else in the ring but i also like that she wasn't exactly trying to do all of the same things that she adapted her style but in that adaptation she is a half a step slower than the
2: young guns but the whole step slower because let's be real um, let me show some love to lita who's still I one of my lita, faves like i love lita but like it's, it's time to go on like we got to stop trotting out people who can't go like they used to anymore and expecting magic from it it's disappointing to see it especially like at a mania like it was cool that we got to see trish and we got to see lita in a huge wrestlemania event but neither of them it, like if we're being honest like trish was a good wrestler but if trish came out with today's women she probably would not be on the level that she's considered to be on and that maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion because she wasn't wrestling outside of Trish. I mean, Lita and China and Jackie and what's her name? Mickey um, James. Mickey James. Who and else? Victoria. And like, but are, what? But how many of them were moving like Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey and Io Shirai? Like, how many of them were moving like that? So I just wonder if she would be considered as great of a wrestler if she came out now. Um, and that's no, and that's not to diminish anything that she did in the past. Cause she was I, amazing.
1: I think that she would though, because I think that even those other wrestlers that you named, they had to adapt their style to the diva brand, you know, yeah. style of wrestling. But if I can recall correctly, she was one of those people that they, um, in the soap opera vernacular said cast pretty, and then teach them how to act. I think yeah. they got her and then they taught her how to wrestle. So yeah. she would have learned to wrestle the way that they are re- learning how to wrestle now versus learning that diva style of wrestling, which was, let's face it, Vince's wet dream. Yeah. And so I, I think that she could have. And now that she's has a heel turn, and I know that Madame Lezard like. Let me add him. Let me add it. I think
2: we're going to see. Wait, so I fell asleep, I guess, uh, during Raw. Did she turn heel? Yes. Against who? Against Becky. She's going to be on TV for a little bit longer. Okay. She cool. is. Cool. At least cool. until
0: the next pay-per-view. They've been teasing that Trish is going to turn. She ain't really yeah. feeling this whole Lita-Becky thing because Lita, her best friend, right? She not really feeling this whole get down. So they've been teasing that since before we got to WrestleMania. So my thought process is like, ooh, Damage control will get their titles back because Lita turned or because Trish turned. I assumed it would be on Becky because Lita's her girl. So I was like, okay, cool. That'll be a really nice way to kind of keep this in motion. Because it sounds like Trish wants to kind of wrestle a little bit longer. She doesn't just want to do like a one-off. Plus they had to work kind of hard to get her to come back and wrestle anyway. And instead they just had damage control lose. Why did the part-timers keep their titles? I don't understand. Especially now that we know there's a draft coming, Becky just needs to go try to see if she can fight Rhea. She done lost to Binky. Well, she tricked Binky, lost to Binky. She don't need to talk to Binky for like another six to eight months. So go put her on a roster with Rhea and have her chase up. And also, this before she got hurt and she came back as a babyface, the story that they were telling was she was taking all these L's. She was losing her mind. She was kind of becoming unstable. Like, it looked like a heel turn for Becky was coming as well. Why can't we just do that? Hell, we could even just make her and Seth the two demented, like, psycho
2: couple if we want to.
1: You they mean the have Joker me. and Harley but Quinn? They, That's fine. they
2: really should have played that up with their gear at Mania. They should have mm-hmm. totally leaned into that. Oh, okay, most definitely. But I just, I'm... And didn't they, they say they have... don't want to be on camera together anymore? Though after how it bombed the last time they tried to put them together. I don't know
0: because they tell us so much about the relationships. Like
2: if you go to WWE social media, like she's out there
0: for every one of his matches, he's out there for every one of their or hers. When she has big wins, get big losses, vice versa. Like they're so I don't think it matters so much because they're comfortable and I think they're more comfortable in who they are now than when they first initially like started dating and got married. I also think that they were trying to convince us that they were just this all-powerful couple and, like, we should bow down to them in a way. Like, look at us, we're goals When, really, it's like, nah, Seth's crazy, girl. Like, let's just go be crazy. Like, I think if they did the Joker, Harley Quinn, like um, JJ said, it would make more sense now. People don't like booing or cheering for Seth as it is. We always are a little bit confused on who are we going to cheer for when he's in a feud. And Becky needs to get back to that. Because big time Bex has run its course. She needs a character change.
2: Well, she's not doing big time Bex anymore. She's back to the man. It's the character change. Yeah. Like, either
0: way, character She needs a refresh. And I don't know if making her a baby face even more by yeah. having Trish attack her makes yeah. me care about her at all. And then those no. tag belts, thank goodness, or in a form, thank goodness, they're no longer on them, so the tag belt can go off and do its own thing. I thought damage control looked good. I like their gear. I love Bailey's jacket.
2: Yeah. And the way she not did her Sasha. hair. It
0: was it was excellent. Like their
2: gear was so dope. And
0: checking her Instagram. Cause I wanna say Mikazi did her jacket too.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I it was not just her... Sasha, so I think it pro- it probably was him who did it.
1: Yeah, I think she did her jacket too. Cause I could have sworn. Explain was, that to me, a not to Sasha.
2: Yeah, half of her jacket matched the gear that Sasha last wore at WrestleMania. I believe I gotta look up the colors real quick, but like half, like I think her left side was uh, the colors and the same kind of like material and the same setup as what Sasha last wore at, at Mania.
1: Oh, I see the black and the oh, green. Yeah. yeah, I totally see what you mean by that now. And. The story, it sounds
0: like they're telling or they're trying to tell that Bailey is leaving. All the signs point to the she's done here. Because even her post leading up to WrestleMania about how she's telling the story of redemption coming back. She was hurt. She was supporting her friends, friend being Sasha and Naomi, um, like, and doing all of that. And then, like, the very last thing was, like, I didn't say all stories have, like, happy endings or something like that after they lost. Um, and then now we're on some, let's break up damage control. Yeah, it sounds like she's on her way out. But damage control could have won their titles back and you still could have had Trish turn on Becky. Like, Lita could have taken the pin. Lita could have been like, I'm so sorry. You know, Becky, I didn't mean to, you know, I wasn't good enough. And And Becky be like, no, something. And Trish be like, uh-uh, don't be apologizing to her. You the legend. Hmm. We could have told that story Instead of Lita gets tacked in the back, Trish has to be Becky's tag team partner. Trish beats up Becky. Huh?
1: Well, I think they're also trying to say that they're leaving it a mystery of who actually attacked Lita. So the obvious answer would be that it was Trish, but I think they're leaving it open to that it was someone else. So
0: maybe they're trying to say like, oh, it wasn't Trish. It was Becky. Trish figured it out and she's attacking Becky on the other side. They're gonna do the who did the let's check the tape. Was it the Miz or they had to check the tape to see what actually happened? We'll have to do that. Girl, it was Rikishi. He did it for the Rock. Yeah, but, but I think the Miz did it too. No, not the Miz. Johnny Gargano. He did it
1: with Dexter Lumis and the
0: Miz. Yeah, the Miz. Yeah, yeah. I like they did that recently.
1: Yeah, it's it okay. As you said, the match itself I thought was fine, and that everybody looked good for who and what they were. And that I really do feel like Dakota is really good. EO, I am Captain EO. And whatever happens with Bailey happens with those three. You know, for a showing of damage control, I thought they did well.
2: Yeah. Also, I I had no idea Dakota Kai was Samoan. If you guys noticed in her entrance, she was wearing a lei. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I did behind the scenes video of Tamina who wasn't on the show, but she was back there getting all there, the girls dressed, with all the girls, getting them dressed for the <laughs> show. And she, she made sure that Dakota's lay was like done right and set right for her. So she could make her entrance. And I'm like, that's how, you know, somebody is a team player because she does not get her moments very often, if at all. And but they, they all always there. say
0: that Tamina is mama. Like, she yep. is mm-hmm. mama
2: bear. They she always is.
0: say that. Like, they say not so much Natty, but most definitely Tamina. She is mama bear.
2: I feel like Tamina is the mama bear who takes care of everybody. Natty's who makes sure you look good in the ring. Mm-hmm, Natty and are going to make sure that you get your reps in so that when you get in the ring that you give the best showing as a female wrestler, whereas Tamina is going to be like, how do you feel today? How like do you need a hug? Do you need me to talk to you and, and make sure that you're good and stuff? Whereas Natty's like, I don't really care about all that, I'm right? Really like sure I you're hope you're all right, but we wrestling those, or not? Yeah, like, you we wrestling or, or no? Exactly. I love it.
1: So can we move on to my favorite match of the night? Most yeah. definitely. Rey Mysterio defeated Dominic Mysterio via pinfall
0: with the Bad Bunny
1: interfering. Yeah. Listen. It gave me everything I didn't know that I wanted. Best entrances and gear, everything of the night. The only thing that was missing, I said it before, I said it again, is a, an appearance from Martha Stewart. I wanted Martha Stewart to drive Dominic to the ring. So when no. they after they did that <laughs> video, either having Martha Stewart like bailing him out of jail, I don't know. I just wanted Martha Stewart, since he referenced Martha Stewart when he first got out of jail and said... Now I know what Martha They would have had to pay her
2: so much money.
1: I don't know. Snoop Dogg is her best friend. They might have figured it out. I mean they may have. I just thought it would have been funny, like just just to have her there as a wink wink nudge nudge, even though I know that she wants to move away from the fact that she went to jail. Having said that, she's a felon, it's fine. Exactly. But (laughs) well, we ain't forget, girl.
2: We Um, didn't.
1: (laughs) Having said that. I, I never thought that Dominic really looked like Ray until I saw him with the mask on.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he looked just like him.
1: I was like, "Whoa, you yeah. are a mutant form of Ray." The video to the entrance and being led to the ring by the police and the mask, the music, all of it. Him flexing his wrist with the cuffs. Hilarious. It was. It was yes, so subtly hilarious. Him taking in the booze because everybody was like, look at this clown. Boo! I loved it. And then having his father being driven to the ring by Snoop, having three songs as a hall of famer that he is, having Snoop's song, having Eddie's song, and then having his own song, Booyaka. It was the entrance's other night for me. So, the Eddie ones like
0: legitimately made me tear
2: up. Pop, yeah, it made me so excited to hear that. The one thing that was missing from his entrance, which I thought was going to happen when he ran under the stage, I thought he was going to pop up from the middle of the stage. Oh, that's like he used to, hooray. Yeah, like he used to like get like for pay per views, like he used to actually even on the um, Raw and SmackDown way back in the day, he used to shoot up from the stage and like fly through the air and then land oh. on the ground.
1: His other thing, like who's that coming out of the sky? R E Y Oh thought, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, I thought that's what we were gonna get when he ran up this like when he ran into the stage, and that would have been dope to see. My to man see, said his knees like, not good. that good though. But his yeah, but his <laughs> knees probably aren't that good anymore. But um, but yeah, he, he had the best best entrance. His gear was dope, he was super tan, almost like it looks like it hurts. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I love the fact that, you know, Dom's sister is about to kick his ass when she threw that water at him. Yay! He, in, yeah. he yes. was already in a fight. So, I'm like, the whole family can go can throw down. So, yeah, I thought that, like, the whole match in general was just, like, done really well. We got to see, you know, Rey Mysterio take his belt off and, like, will Spank piss on out. It was dope, Like, yes. who would have thought? Like, and I think the crazy thing is, is, like, people were so unsure about Dom But he has totally turned it around to where he is the opposite of Austin theory. They used to have go away heat for Dom. And now he's got nuclear heat, but it's the right kind of heat. So people are like, they get it. They know he's an annoying heel. They love to hate him. And you actually care about what he's doing because he's hilarious. Whereas Austin, people are just like, go away. We don't want to see you. So he has figured it out and he's done the right thing. Uh, going into Judgment Day was the smartest thing that they could have ever done for him. Mm-hmm. And it's worked so well for him. And everything about that jail stent is hilarious. He's playing it perfectly. And I think there's still more story to tell there, which is you would think like that would have been the end of it. But clearly there's still some more left to go there with that story. And
1: um, uh, uh, Can I interject right here? Yeah. I think that what they are missing is instead of him popping up every holiday,
2: yeah,
1: he should have had court appearances,
2: yeah, well, I mean he was only in jail for twenty minutes twenty minutes so, I like, know
1: I know. <laughs> I know, like but so. they let him out, right, but that yeah. means so you got out either of your own reconnaissance or one of those clowns posted bail for you, but that means you still need to go back to court, yeah, and can you imagine having you know like the testimonies of his family and other people yeah. in the judgment day in a courtroom. It would be hilarious. I'm like, that's, you. yeah, that's what I would have done. And, I mean, like, I don't know who they would have had, like Judge Million, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like who would have presided but, over it? You yeah. know who they would have had tried to, well, back in the day, who they would have had Those. tried to represent him who gable because he's so oh. smart remember he had a 4.0 yeah. yeah. although, although I would, but they could do the word um word. what's his name
2: too? drew gulak drew gulak oh uh, xavier what is the phd Can't yeah, bring out, yeah. Like, they, yeah. Could,
0: they could bring out all of their like super smart wrestlers and they could go back to like their old gimmicks oh um, yeah yes um
1: i was gonna say somebody from chase you but J- yeah drew i was gulak thinking yeah, yes, chase builder. you would work too
2: um, you know what, I was thinking, like, this is slightly off topic, but not, like, I'm I'm actually re-watching Raw as uh, we're recording this show. And as we're talking about Dom, they should figure out, like, how has there never been some kind of tournament for all of the nepotism babies in, in wrestling? Like, <laughs> what? So you have so many wrestlers who who are, like, second and third generation Like let's find out who the best second or third generation child wrestler is and let's I mean it's Roman Reigns. Yeah, it is right now, but (laughs) like like, he's fighting he's fighting Cody. Let's do some kind of tournament and let's have Dom and you could have had Randy Orton. You could have had you could have, you know, all the like everybody in the bloodline. Like Ray they could be like Rain. Ray Wyatt. Ray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Got um, all yeah. If they
0: want that, to bring back Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas. Yeah, you it
2: Charlotte could be Claire. actually a really fun tournament to like see the Usos fight each other and then see who's gonna and then like. That's the way that, like, that could be an actually really interesting tournament. Just, actually, so, they
0: could do Charlotte Flair and Tamina. Charlotte
2: Flair and Tamina that's your, and that's Maddie.
0: Those, that's your two win and, and Maddie.
2: You could have yeah. done Nia Jax. Nia like, Jax, yeah. Yeah, now you got Simone um, down, mm-hmm. like, you got the Rock's daughter down in, um, and She's not see... Simone, her real name is Simone, but like Rain. Yeah, yeah, like there's enough women and there's enough guys to where you could have an actually interesting second and third generation nepotism baby wrestling tournament to see like who comes out on top as the best nepotism baby. Oh, like, like a
1: Survivor Series? A Survivor
2: Series. Mm-hmm.
1: Ha- like you was, you, having you walk, be walked out by your parents if they're if still, they're like, still if living. They're yeah. Smart, yeah. If they're still able. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like that could be, that'd be sad for Cody. Let me but... tell
1: you why they don't want to do that. Why? Crispin Wasson.
2: He ain't wrestling in, he the, ain't in WWE, WWE, though. Oh, like, he no will reason. make
1: enough noise. Oh, he will make so much noise. Like, what he about me? Would. I mean, every, he time he would,
0: makes he noise, put, every time he makes noise, people put him down. Like, it is what it yeah, is.
2: Yeah, they tell him, like, bro, shut up. You cannot wrestle. But you know what? If they ever open the forbidden door, though, then you, you got over in AEW. There's a couple of guys over there, too, that could, like... The- the uh the Gun Brothers, the Gun Brothers. You yes. got um Taz's son. You got like all these hooks. Yeah, hook. Oh, hook. By the way, yeah. like
1: pause. Hook is the person
2: I want to see wrestle Dominic Mysterio. That's why I was thinking this is because like these are people they should be wrestling. It is like I want to see these nepotism babies wrestle each other, um, and see who comes out on top. Like that would be a dope match to see. Hook and, and Dominic against each other. Like, that would be amazing. There's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of Nepo babies that... Could yeah, the, the, I
0: don't think the women's roster They're not would as be as big,
2: or, well, like, their pool would be
0: as big, but they could pull together, like, four to six women and figure it out. Like I They could, think or
2: why don't they just finally do a legacy on the women's side and do a stable of like charlotte natty tamina uh and that's how you introduce ava rain to the main yeah. roster actually
0: like. because naya Jack, and charlotte are actually best friends
2: you could just yep. do the three of them you
0: or you you could do like ava naya charlotte and then tamina could be like the manager because she is the oldest and yeah. she may not like be up to wrestling. There's a way to get it
2: done, but they they would have to include Natty somehow because that that you can't. Not... Oh well, yes, Natty. Natty don't know how to be a
0: good heel though.
2: Yeah, she's terrible. But the thing is, and she's if she's in a stable, she don't gotta talk. <laughs> no, <And laughs> I would let, just I make let,
0: Charlotte talk the whole time.
2: Yeah, I'd let like, Charlotte talk and like run her mouth. I'm genetically superior. You got the heart of a champion here. You got like there's all this stuff that you could do with them as a stable, and it would probably help. Natty, it would help Ava Rain most definitely. Help... Yeah, it would, and it would actually be dope to see them run through everybody as a female version of of the Legacy. Like, anyway, I di- I digress really far off, but it was about Dominic. I it made me think about that, and I had Roman Reigns and Cody on my TV at the time. So
0: <laughs> I said this on the Monday after Raw in our Discord. You never have to end the Dominic and Ray beef. Because that's yeah. your father, and you have beef yeah. with your parents forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, they you never imagine. have to end the beef. It could be on site for the rest of Dominic's career.
2: And Just don't like, let him win. If he never wins, like, and he keeps getting his ass beat, it'll forever, like... He the, have-
0: honestly, the only time you would let him win is if you know he's on, like, a title run. Like, if okay. we decide, like, let's make him ti- like, an t- actual champion and a contender, that'd be the only time you'd be like, okay... Fine, Dominic, you can win this match. But outside of that, or like Ray's retirement match, which we don't know when that's coming, if it's coming, coming,
2: whatever. Coming soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: That would be the only time. And Ray would just take Ray would lose. Right. The one thing that Dominic needs to do is figure out how to be more consistent. And if there was ever somebody who would have benefited from like an AEW esque contract, it would be him because he needs to go down the triple A. He See, I
2: don't think he does anymore, though. I, I think I do.
0: I think where his character is now, it's not as necessary or it it doesn't feel as necessary as it did when he's doing Ray stuff. And I think, honestly, the biggest issue and shout out to Finn Balor and Rhea and Damian Priest for basically looking at him. And I didn't, this is not my original idea. This is most definitely the boyfriend's original idea, which is somebody sat down with him and was like, you are not five feet two
2: yep you, you can't six, wrestle three. like that, yeah <laughs>
0: like the things your father thinks is dope and that he can do
2: you good sir cannot do cannot do them. yeah, it doesn't look right in that match with Ray, you can't say that it was a poorly wrestled match like he didn't look like he was out of step with his dad. Mm-hmm. He looked like he could hold his own there say like I would have agree with you, JJ like uh, like a few months ago, maybe like last year. He definitely needed to get from up under his dad. And he needed to go on an NXT. But him being in the stable. And it's, and he's been able to be protected and hidden by his, you know, the three other people in the ring with him. Has been really beneficial to him as a wrestler. And he, I'm not saying he's great. But he is nowhere near needing to go to NXT like he had to like last year. I think well, he's okay now.
1: No, I agree with that. I said consistent though. See, you know, I think that what he did was really smart, uh, which is what they said Logan Paul did, which is learn the choreography of the match so that at WrestleMania, you look really good. And so he and his father nailed that choreography. But the problem is when you're in that stable and mommy is women's champion, which we're about to get to, and Finn is injured. So now it's you and Punishment Martinez. And so it's harder for you to hide when Bad Bunny is, A, going to draw all of the eyes. So I know that in Puerto Rico, y'all will still do the same thing, choreograph that match so that everybody looks good. But this Monday, when they were in Seattle, they had an issue where not everybody could travel. There was like a travel issue. So not all of the wrestlers were there. And that meant that, Dom, they needed people to be able to work the mic or fill in where they could. And where you said he was hidden, all of a sudden he got exposed. And so my concern is the um, consistency and then also being able to wrestle other people with other styles so that you expand your repertoire. I mean, it's the same argument people are having with Jade, in AEW and going to Japan and saying look she you know she's kind of run through everybody here we done all we could do here she needs to go over there and learn a different style and work with those other people and get her reps in and she'll be better for it and that's what I think would be true for him but see the issue with Jade mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about it is she works
0: for somebody who don't make them rehearse Right. They don't make them rehearse. They don't make them train. Like, the reason why her body is in the shape that it is because she likes being in that shape, but they don't run the ropes. So she's never going to get better unless we keep her on television. This match, this whole feud match with Taya Valkyrie is gonna be make or break. Cause Taya Valkyrie is probably the first legitimate wrestler, like ring general type woman that she's been in the ring with. And it's going to be sink or swim. And they're keeping them apart from each other for a reason. I hope that this means Taya came in and was like, girl, let's go train. Let's go let's go run some ropes. Let's rehearse what we're going to do. Because I'm assuming the match is going to be a double or nothing in May. If she doesn't perform and she loses her belt, she ain't never going to be champ Because they're setting this up for Taya Valkyrie to beat her. Mm. But that's another day. Just saying. I think with Dominic, WWE makes you practice they make you go to the performance center. Everyone that has that mentality of we're going to train and get better. And, and iron sharpens iron, basically. Like, especially this roster. I think they're all very determined to make sure that we all look good. And Dominic has grown leaps and bounds since joining the Judgment Day. It can only get up from here. Because he's literally in a faction with Finn Balor, who is ring general number one.
1: Mm-hmm transitioning do you see also that same growth in rhea ripley as she defeated charlotte flair by pinfall for the smackdown women's championship
0: i would say yes she's also grown and i was worried at the time off and then kind of hiding her behind the judgment day before she like became mommy and really became involved that it was going to hinder her character growth but i actually think that in the ring, she's gotten better. And the one thing that I appreciate between this match and the one they had during the pandemic when it was the NXT Championship belt, is she she didn't look afraid of the moment and she didn't look afraid of Charlotte. But she did have the, oh my God, I'm going to win this match eyes. Like her eyes were just beady and bouncing around her head. And I was like, oh, she winning this. And my cousin was sitting with me. he was like, how you know? I was like, look at her eyes. Her eyes can't stand still in her head. Like, Mm -hmm. she has all of the, oh, my God, I'm winning this. I'm winning this. I'm winning this. And while she, I think, did a pretty good job of hiding it as the match went on, then first, I was like, oh, girl, I see it on your face. You are winning this match. But that felt good, too, because I was like, thank God you're winning this match. Like, I didn't want to watch her lose to Charlotte again. It it didn't make sense to me, Um, but I do think that she's gotten better. I want to see her in the ring more with her peers. I want to see her in the ring more with Liv and Vinky, even Shayna, EO, hell, Raquel. Like, I want to see her more in the ring with those folks and then not just be squash matches, though.
2: Did we talk about this already? I feel like we did.
1: Talked a little bit about it in other matches, but we don't have to dwell on it. So do you have anything else to say or do you want to go to the next match so we can talk about the bloodline?
2: We can go on to the next match.
1: Okay. Pat McAfee defeated The Miz via pinfall in a singles match. Okay, and Kevin Owens. Okay, (laughs) you gave a, a, you gave a yay, but I was like, "Mm, it was so
0: weird. Like his music hit, and I was like, oh, Pat came to work. I also love. Okay, let's say I'm gonna believe that Michael Cole has no idea he's showing up to work. I do love that Michael Cole be shocked as shit when he shows up to work now, especially since you can tell that he misses him.
2: Yeah, they did say like there's a press release that said that he was not going to be there. Yeah, were, so like, didn't have anything to do. So it was. I don't think it was a surprise to Cole so much, maybe, but it was definitely a That he's always just
0: like, "Oh my God, he's not supposed to be here." He told me he was doing X. Like I do like that, especially since I can tell that he's like, "I miss my friend when you come yeah. back to work."
1: You know what I thought though? I thought he was coming back to announce the main event, kind of like how. They would have JR come out to announce like the Undertaker's matches. That's what I thought was happening. Um, so for him to wrestle the Miz, I'm not gonna lie, I really was like, why isn't this LA night? Yeah. For me, so I was like, You're here, bruh. Get on the mic and save us from from graves. But I just thought this would have been a time people were like, how are you going to have a Hollywood, I don't even know, like main event without L.A. Not y'all. You know, like whatever. I, I thought that else was going to happen and it didn't. I was disappointed in this, but Patton looked good and good to see him. So are y'all ready to talk Bloodline? Yeah. Most definitely. We start with Lil Uzi Vert Thank randomly you. coming out with I Just Wanna Rock. Mm-hmm. And then the Usos and, you know, in there... We Wands, white and red and pink, looking very dapper. But they are defeated by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the Tag Team Undisputed Championships. What did you think of the storytelling, the match, the gear, all of it? We're going to start with you, Miss Fee.
2: Yeah, I mean, the match for me was the best match of the night. And I know there was some controversy about whether or not the ladies should have closed the show or not and granted the Rhea and Charlotte match was great this was the match that needed to close the end of that show because I don't think anybody would have had any energy for Rhea and Charlotte if they would have gone after this match I thought the storytelling in the match was amazing um there should be no question anymore about whether or not the Usos are the greatest tag team in wrestling right now because they are Um, they continuously put on banger matches every time they get an opportunity to show out like this at a, at a major pay-per-view and they're really good. I knew they were going to lose. I said this before. I knew Roman was not losing this weekend. I had been calling. I was like, Roman is not losing. I figured somebody was going to lose their belts from the bloodline and so it had to be them and not him. So, I, I figured that was going to happen. I knew that Sammy had to have some kind of redemption story going to happen against the Usos and they're going to lose their titles um, to further that storyline with the bloodline. But match wise, yeah, it was the energy. I was like, I'm spent. I needed to go to sleep. I was like, my, all of my energy had been zapped out watching that match. Like, they pulled off so many of those 2.9999999 kickouts. In the match and you thought there were so many times when I thought that it could have gone either way like going in I knew they were going to lose it once the match started I was like this could go either way and and like there was no predictability about anything in that match. Um, I loved at the end how emotional Sammy and KO were I was so conflicted though at the end because while I was excited for Sammy and KO to have their moment. I was also a little bit sad for Jimmy and Jay because they have been carrying the bloodline for a lot of stuff. You know, when Roman's not at different shows and and things like that, they've been carrying it. So, And I really, really like the Usos, so I was like, I don't even know how to feel here because I'm happy for Kevin and Sammy, but I also am a little sad for Jimmy and Jay because I wanted them to continue carrying the belts, because they've just done a really, really good job over the last, like, year or so. They've really stepped up. Thankfully, not had gotten any trouble or anything. Like, they've been on the straight and narrow, and so it's been really good. But, um, yeah, for me, that was, of night one, that was definitely the best match of the night for me.
0: Most definitely my favorite match. I think that Charlotte and Rhea
2: were, like, a very good second.
0: and could have been, like, it's like 1A, 1B. Um, But I understood... Why Charlotte and Rhea could not ban a bit. Because this match from the moment the Usos came out felt heavy and emotional and just like, I don't know what I want to happen. And even Sammy and KO came out with a little extra like jitter to them. Like you could tell. That there were nerves, not only because they're the main event, but also because they have literally told a fantastic storyline over the last like year, basically. Because Sammy lost to Johnny Knoxville WrestleMania last year, went on his "I Gotta Find Friends," and he ends up, you know, and and if I remember correctly, Chaos injured. He ends up basically being like, "Ooh, Roman, I'm what you need." And that's how we got here. Right. So this is a story that they've been telling for an entire year, eight months, nine months, 10 months. And it culminates in like this really, really dope batch. And one thing that I missed in this or it gave me the same feeling is whenever the Usos and the New Day used to lock up with each other in there opening matches of WrestleMania when they're doing these ridiculous um, ladder matches or whatever, it just was like, wow, these, like all four of these gentlemen have a lot of respect for each other. They're very good at what they do and they want to satisfy and make sure that the fans understand that like they're here to put on a show. And I know when it was time to take the pin and Sammy is doing um, the haluva kicks, on Jay and he's talking to him. I'm sorry, I have to do this. Like he's conflicted, but he's like, I I need to like defeat this demon basically. And Jay selling it, you know, Jimmy and Kay are on the outside of the ring. Like It mattered and there were no interference. It was a clean finish. They dropped the titles and it, it felt electrifying. It felt really, really, really good. And now that they've won, it's like, all right, so when y'all dropping the titles, though. Like, <laughs> not because I don't believe that Kevin and Sammy are good, like, tag team champions. It's just the story's finished. It's kind of like what we were talking about with Cody. So Cody's going to become champion. And then what next? Like, when he losing the title. That's that's kind of what it feels like. Is, so when is he losing the title? So I'm ready for them to drop the titles, separate the titles. I honestly wanted, like monday night after raw sammy and then come out to celebrate and the street prophets are like i right, so we won we want them raw tag team belts right now like i was ready for them to split them up and like keep it pushing but i know that's not what we're gonna do and it looks like they're not done with each other yet jay just beat sammy in the main event like shout out to main event jay honestly and all the growth that he's had in but, thousand percent yeah, yeah like and great He was being solo, then Jimmy came back, and then they were doing their thing, then Sammy came in the picture, him and Sammy have been telling this excellent story, and now he's like kind of back by himself in a form, like, Roman's pretty much told them, I don't want nothing to do with y'all, y'all losers, but Jay also knows he's only really in this because he wants to make sure that Jimmy and Solo don't end up hurt like he was, it's just, So many layers to this. And Sammy's out here trying to save Jay. To this day, trying to save Jay. Like, Mm. Monday, he was like, no, KO, let me talk to him. And KO was like, for real, dog? you still want to talk to him? After all we've been through, you want to talk to him? And Sammy's like, yeah, because, you know, I feel like I can reach him. Which is such, like, the most caring, I love that guy. I never abandoned you. Why should I abandon him type situation? Yeah, it was a great match. A really good way to end night one it didn't get me as like emotional as like binky and sasha did when they main evented night one the year before last but it most definitely like gave me chills and it was so dope and i was just like this is what's supposed to happen at wrestlemania like the matches are supposed to feel this important and the most important match went on last and that that made sense
1: I want to say a few things. Not only was it the first time that tag team main evented WrestleMania, but it was also the first time a Muslim main evented WrestleMania and a person from Syrian descent. So it was also one of those hallmark check one for the history book matches. I want to read this section from WrestleMania 39's Wikipedia, the reception section. It says WrestleMania 39 was the highest grossing WWE event in history, generating a gate of $21.6 million. The event also received generally positive reviews from critics who praised the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, the Men's WrestleMania Showcase match, Logan Paul versus Seth Freakin' Rollins, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, and the Hell in a Cell match. The SmackDown Women's Championship match was also lauded by critics, with professional wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer calling it, quote, among the best women's matches in WWE history. However, while the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match was also praised, its ending was criticized for its repetitiveness. Meltzer gave five-star ratings to both the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match on night one And the Intercontinental Championship match on night two These were the first WrestleMania matches to be awarded five stars by Meltzer Since Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 in 1997 So what is your overall reception of WrestleMania 39? I do want to just make sure that we say that Charlotte and Rhea They started cooking the second half of the match, and it was a really good match, and the right person won. The other thing I want to say is that we talked a little bit about it in the other podcast about Charlotte leaving, and we thought, you know, we said she's going on vacation, and, you know, there was some speculation that she may have wanted to have a baby. The other speculation that I saw was that she wanted to do a bodybuilding competition, like Bianca did one, and also Jordan Grace from Impact just competed in one so there is something in the water about bodybuilding and women wrestlers wanting to compete so she comes back looking different you know maybe that's I mean it's, she...
2: it's not out of the ordinary every time she comes back she looks different but okay look, look she
1: finally yeah. has a face
0: that I like like whatever the plastic surgeon did this go around and like the last go round, it's a face that I can get behind okay
2: it depends on the makeup but yes Um, my only question is like I really don't understand why people still care about what Dave Meltzer has to say. Like (laughs) I I do not understand why we care about his stars. He's a hater. WrestleMania 39 was, it was one of the best pay-per-views. It was, I would say consistent. I wouldn't say top to bottom. I'll say this like opening night. If we all would have judged the, what we thought the rest of WrestleMania was going to be like off of that Austin theory and Cena match, it would have been terrible but after that match got out of the way i think both nights were were great and it was i was thoroughly entertained for both nights i'm so glad that they no longer want to do wrestlemania on one night because i would have like not made it through Um, Splitting it up is they need to keep that forever and they can make more money doing it that way too but yeah, I thought it was probably one of the better ones they've had in a long time. Like I was, they're really entertained from the beginning to end. I just wish it would have been more theatrical and more Hollywood like. You know, it, they had one of the better stages and didn't really do a whole lot with it. But, um, but yeah, I I just I, like you were reading those those star ratings and I was like, why do people even care about what like because wrestler <laughs> cannot stand the man, so who cares what Dave Meltzer thinks? Like, who gave him the authority to? Be able to, you know, decide if a match is is good or not, and why do people live and die on that? So,
0: girl, they Meltzer got mad at me on Twitter one time. This is like a couple years ago because he was making a comment. This is how I know that man does not like black women. He was making a comment that it was not realistic for Binky to have her hair, her nails, like look the way that. she looks, yeah. yeah, and be the athlete that she is. And I yep. was like, Have you ever heard of FloJo?
2: I think we all called him out on that. I remember that because he yeah, he was like it's not realistic. And we all started pulling up pictures of black women who Yeah, were like, we were like, So uh what you ain't never, like,
0: never went to relays in Houston. Yeah,
2: go to any like college re- <laughs> college track meet where black people running, every one of them girls got their hair, nail, hair and hair nails done. Watch any NCAA, like any N C all them girls on LSU had their weave done, Girl, had we talk their man, all the time. Line. Amen. Let's go. Like, what are you talking about? Just because you're the women that you are hang around, can't do both. Can't be athletic and look bomb at the same time. Doesn't mean we can't. Cause our hair is always on point. Our hair Girl. is always on point. Like, Come on. Lashes now. and everything.
0: Like, ha- do you not watch the Olympics? You not, have you not right? seen the have Jamaican team? Seen, like, yeah. what are you talking about?
2: They be, they be breaking records with like long ass nails. Surely, yeah, they, they be like,
0: out like, here. Just, what?
2: But yes, like, I remember. You can tell every time you turn on the Olympics, they all just got their weave done. They all have fresh weave. Like, what are you talking about, Dave Meltzer? Like, the eyelashes got done days before they showed up at the Olympics. Like, they are on point. And it's like, they don't understand how we can do that and still be successful. because Yes,
0: and he came back and he's like, you didn't hear the whole quote. And I was like, dog, I it don't, don't have matter. to hear the whole quote to know that you're wrong. Like, yep. don't I just matter, don't. Bro. The fact that, like, Sasha and Binky didn't get five stars for their match is fucking asinine. Like, yeah. or even Becky and Binky or the many matches that Charlotte and Sasha have had or even like some of the Roman Brock matches yeah. Daniel Bryan and Roman like be a hater dog like just go yeah. ahead and say you're a hater the fact that the yeah. last time you
2: did this was fucking
0: for Bret Hart like are you yeah kidding like me? Co-
2: out of all the matches that have happened <laughs> since that you mean to tell me there have not been any like give me a fucking break dude like, right man, I going so- to catch a stray
0: I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Bret Hart. I'm just saying no, it, no, no,
2: no, at no. all. Oh, like, since the last time
0: Bret yeah. was what 20
1: years ago? It said it 1997. It was yeah. 1997. So, my, that's yeah. insane. That's my was born in '96. Oh, she's, she's 25. I, like, I am mad that you all focused on the Meltzer part of it, which I thought was like the least no, part. <laughs> I
0: was getting to it, but I'm just okay. saying, like, we. It's very obvious that he does not like whatever wwe does even if it's in a good light yeah um but not. the one but that's what i was getting to jj the one thing about this show and this is how i know dave melter full of shit but i also respect the fact that he was like oh i gotta kind of give this show some credit is triple h busted his ass to give us storylines every single match just about give or take like a couple. There was a storyline in place, and it made sense. Charlotte and Rhea, part two, made sense. The Usos and Sammy and K.O. made sense. Binky and Asuka, we had to kind of force its way in. But, like, Asuka coming back from injury and being like, you ain't never fought me, though, it made sense. Triple H really, 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 really tried to be like, okay, can I get us a storyline? Yes, there were the Omises in Brock's of the world where it was just like, nah, we're gonna have a match, dog. Don't you worry about it. And even like the John Cena, the Austin Theory thing, they tried to make it feel important, but I just wasn't invested in the characters or the story. But they, this is one of the few pay-per-views when like I looked at the card and I was like, it's not a bunch of fluff. It's some matches that I actually wanna see and titles should change or certain people should come out of this with wins. So, yes, Ray won, which I think it was important for Ray to win because it was his Hall of Fame weekend. He did deserve to go out on top. But we're also telling the story of father-son going at it. Now we've added Damien Priest and Bad Bunny. And if you were there, you know that Bad Bunny and Damien Priest were tag team partners. And they were on some La Familia stuff. So I know Bad Bunny or Damien, one of them is going to be like, we not cool no more? What happened? Like, that still is a callback to something that happened previously. Even... Seth and Jake Paul, like they are even telling the story of you know him basically being like, I'm better than you. and Seth being like, no, you're not, don't play like play with somebody else. The actual show felt like we were telling stories and we didn't just decide at Royal Rumble, let's throw a bunch of matches together and hopefully it sticks. Of course, we have our legend matches. There's always going to be legend matches. I really think that we should get rid of those just because sometimes it's just hard to watch. It's hard to watch Trish and Lita not be as great as we're used to them being, or John Cena not being as quick or as fast as we're used to him being. I I don't want to watch them break down in the ring the same way that we watched Undertaker break down in the ring all the, like for all those years, even after his streak was broken, right? So everyone can't be right and still be in ring shape and still be able to go. And it's really good that like, Ray's in there with his son. So obviously with Dominic being a bit like green to the ring in a form like he's able to kind of go at a different pace that allows that is more comfortable for his age and Rey Mysterio but either way this is one of those WrestleManias where I was legitimately excited to get to the show and I was legitimately invested in just about every match on the card And I had a clear winner that I wanted to have. It wasn't one of the, eh, I don't care what happens. For Triple H's first WrestleMania, I think he did a really, really good job. And Dave Meltzer gave them two fucking five-star matches because he recognized that actually this was a good show. And that's all I got. What about you,
2: Miss V? I don't really have much to add add other than that. Like, you know, for Triple H's first and probably maybe last Mania, if things go the way that Vince McMahon wants them to go, um, I think it was a good show from top to bottom. And I think, you know, hopefully we are starting to go away from a lot of the legends coming out to wrestle if they can't go anymore. I think that's, I thought we were we were leaning even further away from that because we didn't really see anybody come back for Royal Rumble. They're kind of going away from, you know, the, the really old guys and, and using them for cheap pops. So um, you know, this may be one of those instances where uh, they realize we probably should not go at go after a John Cena anymore um, unless he's in shape and can actually still go. And the way that he used to, uh, clearly, we're getting Trish and Lita for a little bit longer than we I thought we were going to get them. But um, in general, like, yeah, you know, with Dave Meltzer, him giving those two matches, a five star match and I rating it was that was his way of giving a nod to Triple H. Um he was probably one of those fanboys who wanted to see Cody come back and finish the story at Mania for the Mania moment. And that's why he couldn't give that match a uh five stars or or, or, or better or whatever. But um yeah, I don't really have too much to add to what Madame Lizette said. She kind of covered everything.
1: Okay. Well five I'll finish minutes. I'll, I'll finish with <laughs> with some things. The thing that struck me most was the profitability. And that this was one of the most profitable manias in the WWE history. And so for me, what I took from that was that, you know, that there was there was some concerns because like the Dominic and Rey match was the Sentimento's Crunch match. There was some there was like a TurboTax, I think, and and Prime. And th- th- there was a lot of marketing that I didn't really like that much. But integrated into the show that I was wondering what this would mean for a future. I felt like Triple H threw everything at the kitchen sink because he knew that this was going to be the last of like WrestleMania of an era and that there's no telling what will happen in the future. So while they are pumping up this WrestleMania 40 in Philly, I know that we all are kind of making rumblings and plans around it. If nothing else, Wale-mania and some of the other things, but we're thinking about it, right? And I think that we're thinking about Philadelphia, in a way that we hadn't really thought about WrestleManias of past years. And I don't know if it's just Triple H in the trajectory, especially now that as Don calls him, the OG nasty man is back. But um, those are kind of the things that I I'm, that's floating through my mind in terms of the reception of the show. And also you had a little Uzi Vert, Um, But it was kind of lacking star power. Yes, you had Snoop, but I don't really consider Snoop outside star power because he is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. He's been around so much that it's not like the next day on Raw when all of a sudden they did do the Peacock integration by having three members of Bel Air there. They had the actors who played Will, Carlton, and Jazz right there and I thought you know what that was good synergy because when we were watching the show how many times did they show the praise this commercial how many times did they show bel-air so why weren't they there giving interviews and being in the ring so that's that wasn't mentioned there but that's also some thoughts where we talked about the lack of star power I guess maybe that's one of the reasons why I also said where's Martha Stewart because why not Stephen Amell wasn't there on camera on uh, Sunday or Saturday, but he was there Monday. He was right next to the Bel Air guys. Yeah.
2: Um, For one second, I wonder if there wasn't a lot of star power because of the Peacock um, tie in. There may be situations with contracts with artists, with different celebrities who may be on different uh, stations Mm -hmm. and not peer on television shows that are on different stations so maybe that's why you know you've got there were there was a lot of celebrities there they just could not actually be on camera makes sense i
1: also i have to say this about Lil little i know that he's a member of the blood you know bloodline also member is o'shea jackson jr ice Cube's son i mean he's about it um I kind of wanted his performance to integrate the Usos a little bit more. So I didn't really connect that his performance was for the Usos. It was, it didn't flow well to me. It was a little disjointed.
0: No, nah, I think, honestly, that they wanted to, like, have somebody, like, a celebrity come out and make, like, do an appearance of some sort that wasn't, mm-hmm. like, slow Rider making a performance or that no. white guy from Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And so, it was like, Uzi, what you doing? And he was like, nothing. I ain't come perform. And, he's, yes. a like, and I know he was he's a fan. And he was a fan, too. Yes, he was. But, like, it was one of those things where it was, like, the interlude to the to the, like, last song of the night, right? Yeah. But, like, he came out to be... And plus, the song that he performed, I don't really know how much we need to call it a song and more of, like, him beatboxing and saying a few words. Like, I don't really know if it's a song, per se,
2: but yeah.
0: it doesn't really have a bunch of, like, substance to it. It's just supposed to get you hype. And the Usos are always hype. Like, they're always high energy when they come out to their own music. Or just, you know, when they come out with Roman, like, they, even though they're supposed to be, like, a little bit more put together or whatever, they still have this just, like, feeling of energy that it can, like, it can get turned up at any time. So, I don't really think Uzi was there to be their intro more than, like... Uzi was like, "Can I, can I come to the to the WrestleMania? Can I do something?" And they was like, yeah, sure, doc, whatever."
2: Yeah, like they they always have a performance, <laughs> and they did not have one, so I yeah, and I just think that's just, what happened. Like, and then they needed to fill some time. Yeah.
0: As far as like the star power, I don't know. I didn't miss the celebrities. Like I kind of like, and this might just be because the what we consider a celebrity will not like our generation but generations younger than us what they consider a celebrity is totally different or very different from what we would consider a celebrity so a um Jake paul being our celebrity wrestler or whatever like it doesn't move the needle for us but we do know that his youtube following is massive so Mm -hmm. from like for so for younger fans which is who he normally you know caters to and markets to it's a very big deal that like jake paul is potentially wrestling like their favorite wrestler seth rollins or is on wrestlemania which is a show that's really really important to them while we're like y'all couldn't find another person
1: wait i'm sorry logan right
0: logan jake whatever that you know which i'm talking about
1: I really don't. Uh, I couldn't point Jake Paul out of a, uh, out of them. Um, oh, remembering
0: real good. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not say, I'm, I'm not. The one of the Paul brothers came to work. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I, I don't. What we consider a celebrity is just not a like. Is it's, it's just not. So like, Bomani Jones talks about this a lot on his podcast. He's like, I don't consider myself a celebrity. But I recognize that because I work for ESPN and I am visible and I have a platform and there are people who are fans of me, I am a celebrity in Mm -hmm. other people's eyes. So Mm -hmm. I'm not the demo for the Paul brothers, right? But to someone, especially the kids, the demo that they wanted to be, which is like 18, 21, that kind of group. That meant a lot because they probably got a lot of eyes on that. I was the one who was like, so when's Bad Bunny coming out, dog? Because to me, Bad Bunny is a celebrity. He's big. He's important. He's selling out stadiums and people can't buy tickets straight. Um, And the fact that he did show up was really dope and got to like interfere and all that jazz. It it made sense. I don't think that what we consider celebrity matters. And then in that stadium, unless you're a celebrity who wants to be surrounded by fans, so you're a George Kittle, Stephen Amel, even like Bad Bunny, he came out, you know, I don't even think Bad Bunny came out of the crowd. He just kind of walked. Down but the no, ramp he or whatever was at the Spanish announce table, yeah. Well, he, but I think he came in from the span, like from the back oh. to the Spanish announce table, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you want that stadium, especially, unless you legitimately want to sit with the fans, it's so big. I can imagine being a celebrity, you're like, Yeah, we're the box, especially since it's outdoors, you know, it's going to be bright because it's taking place in California at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, not seven, eight, nine o'clock with like it is for us on the east coast and central standard time. So I imagine if there were celebrities there, they were all in boxes because what's the point in being out here in this open air with y'all?
1: I understand. Well, I want to know, do you have any expectations, hopes, dreams for WrestleMania 40 and that'll be kind of like our last comments on WrestleMania 39. We gotta go start with Miss V. Make sure she's she's Ms. right. I'm, is gonna still say, here. I'm, to I'm still here. So no, here. No, I okay.
2: Actually, like I have no idea what to expect for next year. I don't even want to try to make a prediction of what next year's gonna be. All I saw recently is that The Rock has not committed to the WrestleMania forty. So I really don't care um, anymore. I just hope they just make if he's gonna come make it a surprise. Cause at this point, Put up or shut up. We don't care, and that's all. I like. There, I have no idea what to expect for next year. I Have zero idea. Like, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be Philadelphia. We'll probably maybe be in the building, but, right? We need um, time. Yeah, but I have no idea what to expect. At There's all.
1: only one thing I want, and that's gritty. The gritty. Yeah.
2: The dance. No, no. The gritty. The mascot. Oh, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Gotcha. Uh huh. I just want gritty. That's it.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there's. I can see Austin Theory doing like running up the rocky. You think Austin
2: Theory will have a spot at WrestleMania 40? Girl, I don't know. He might be fired.
1: I think that's where I'm at with it. Is
2: they sold the company?
0: Vince yeah. is coming back to work. Not even coming back to work. He's
2: at work. At work he, yeah. he
0: has a job and a title now. He says he's not as involved with creative, but all the rumors are that he, he rewrote is. Raw last week, rewrote Raw, and or SmackDown too, rewrote Raw this week. We'll see what happens on SmackDown. Like, it sounds like he's already killing the morale honestly the only reason why I might be watching Wrestlemania 40 if it continues on the way it's going is because I'm going to meet you guys not because I've actually been keeping up with it Like that's legitimately where I'm at with it And that's Mm -hmm. not even just with wrestling, that's with wrestling, football, like all of it. Either I'm not the demo or I've gotten to the point where I'm fed up with how they're like what their get down is, that Mm -hmm. it's just like, I could just cut myself off from this. I'll find other things to do. I started reading books again, like it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'll write my own WrestleMania card. Apparently everybody's there haven't been any bad reviews about the new Wrestle uh, WWE 2K24. Yeah. So, like, I'll buy that. I don't know. I My WrestleMania will be phenomenal. I don't know. I just don't care enough. It's just been a mess the last couple of weeks. And even probably before that, because Vince returned back to work before that, right? Or he was slowly yeah. coming back to work before that. It just feels like it's not going to look the same. Of what we got this year, we got one year of like what could Triple H do, and it ended up being the most profitable WrestleMania they've ever had, and or at least had in a really long time. Yeah. And I almost guarantee Vince is like, yeah, fuck all that. I'm 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 going to do it my way because my way is still best. Yeah, and it's just like what's the point of me being here?
2: What's the thing that I'm concerned about is like WWE fans. Well, it, this is what happens. Social media. Very people are very vocal. Fuck Vince, we're so mad that Vince is back. But I guarantee you, the first time you hear his music, yeah, their shit in the audience, Mm -hmm. that's gonna make him think, Oh, they're happy I'm back. And it's like, This is why we're here. What needs to happen is the next time he comes out, he needs to get go away heat, not like boo or not, you know, like they need to really let him know. We don't want you here. No, he
0: needs to be like, No, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. Or, yeah. like,
2: we need mm. to just be dead just silent. Can't. Like, they need yeah, to let him know no war. reaction whatsoever. Like, just totally no sell him there at all. Or, they need to chant Triple H's name. Or, they need to they need to, like, I think they either be dead silent or chant Triple H's name or chant Stephanie's name. Stephanie's right. name. Stephanie, we want Stephanie. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to get because otherwise. If he comes out, because it's the exact same thing that happened when the sexual assault charges came out to begin with, or accusations came out to begin with, he walked out at, at Raw in, in Minneapolis, and everybody lost their shit. And it's like, he tried to let it go under the rug, because he's like, well, they're cheering for me, so why should I not show up here anymore? So people need to no-sell him or chant for Stephanie so that he can get it through his head and it needs to happen in every city. It can't just happen in one. Right, but right. Every city. We want Stephanie. We want Paul. We don't want you, Vince. That's the only way it's gonna get either to him. He might be, but it, it, but even beyond him, it has to get back to the new owners. That fans do not want this dude a part of this company anymore. That's the only way it's gonna happen. But I, I know wrestling fans are dumb. they're gonna lose their shit the first time they hear his music and then it's gonna go right back to the status quo
1: bullshit well that was wrestlemania 39 and uh what we want to do now as we are past the two hour mark is give you a little preview of the three times a lady podcast where each of us takes three things normally we would take three things and talk about, we wanna do it quarterly, but as a sneak preview, we're just gonna do one. So, um, Madame Lizette, do you wanna start? What's the one thing that you wanna talk about? Doesn't have to be wrestling related, just anything that's on your mind.
0: Find some work-life balance, guys. Don't be out here like me, stressed out and trying to figure out how I'm gonna do all of this. Like, I told my mom today, I was just like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel of what I'm trying to create. And I refuse to let anything get in the way of that because I want my nights and weekends back. Like that's legitimately what I said, I want my nights and weekends back. Like I don't see my mother every day. I don't think I've seen my boyfriend in like two months. Like, (laughs) or if I have, it's been for like 20 minutes because he's working hell to a cease. I'm working hell to a cease. Like I'm trying to make my team look the way I want it to look. And as frustrated as I am about the fact that it's not there yet, I am so focused on getting there. And I have to kind of remind myself that I want to get there and I don't want to give up. Because I have thought about, like, you know what? I'm just going to redo my resume and go find another job. Like, I legitimately was two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. I was also, let me just quit this shit. I don't care. But I've built up this resolve that, like, I'm going to stick to the plan that I have in my head of what I want this to be. And I'm going to find that work-life balance. And I want anybody, everybody who is potentially in a situation similar to mine, or it's just like, when am I gonna have time for me? Make your time for you. Whatever that looks like. I told my mom text and was like, hey, I took off the 14th and the 17th of April. You should too. And I was like, all right, cool. What we gonna do? I don't know. We might just sit in the house all day, right? But now it's turned into we're getting our we're getting massages on Friday, we're getting our nails done on Saturday, we're gonna go to church on Sunday. Um, then I think we're going to go out and stay at one of the hotels on the lake not too far from my house and have dinner and just, like, relax. And then Monday, I just will not do anything but, like, sit in bed all day, right? Find space for yourself. Even when life is telling you you don't deserve it or you don't have time, you have time. That job will be there when you get back. You and your mental health matter so much more than that job. And as a person who has been damn near tears over her job here recently digging myself out of that hole and recognizing that like you're gonna take your two days off and this bitch catches a fire it catches a fire that's fine you'll put the fire out when you come back on Tuesday that is my thing find your space take that time and understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel you just may have to fight for it that's what I got
2: that's actually really good uh because I Took that advice, and so mine is actually somewhat work-related as well. Recently in my life, I've had to make some changes um, with what I'm going to do with my life. I've been in a really comfortable situation, like reliable, comfortable situation at work, and um, you know, I, I was probably going to be a lifer. I've already put 16 years in at this point um, with the same company, which is kind of unheard of for people my age nowadays to do that, and you know recently, like a, a really cool opportunity came across my desk. And, um and so I had to make the choice of taking a leap and uh, betting on myself. Uh, and so I think what I want to talk about a little bit is like, you know, betting on betting on yourself and uh, not letting imposter syndrome is very real. And not letting imposter syndrome keep you from doing what's best for you in your life. And um, and that it's okay to take a leap, even when you're not sure about what the leap is going to be and how it's going to end up, but not let being comfortable hold you back from greatness. And so I, I've i had to, um, you know, like I said, I've been in a really comfortable situation. And so now I am taking a leap on something that I, I hope and I think is going to put me in a position where I'm going to be you know, in a really good space in my life, um, career wise, and hopefully personally at some point. But I would have never been in that position if I would have let fear and if I would have let the imposter syndrome of can I do this? Am I really the right person to do this? Take control of my thoughts and of my actions. Um, I would be, you know, doing the same thing, which was not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. What I do is not terrible. Like, it's But but to, to circle back to what Lizette said about not having work-life balance, I don't have that right now. I don't have a life, and I'm doing things for myself to now. I'm taking a leap. Um, I'm betting on myself to hopefully be in a position where I do have work-life balance, and I'm able to have a life, and I'm able to be happy and excited about, you know, what it is that I'm doing. Um, I know I've kind of talked a little I've not really told too much about what it is that I am taking a leap to do uh there should be a press release coming out soon um about it so you guys will I'll let you guys know when that happens but I guess what I wanted just to say is just to like if there's something that you're unsure of bet on yourself and don't let imposter syndrome keep you from greatness um because you don't want to look back you know life is really short uh what is time anymore? Like if the fact that it's 2023 and it feels like it's we're still in 2020 is crazy. So, you know, don't hold yourself back from something for fear of the unknown. Sometimes you have to bet on yourself and just get to the other side. And then hopefully the other side is, you know, going to be great for you. So that's all I have.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, then I, I'm going to come with the thing that is frivolous. Then, so because I'm going to go pop culture, uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about was <laughs> I had a few, but I was going to narrow it down to just being really proud of our black youth, not just the LSU basketball team, but also the Tennessee three, the two Justins who were expelled, but then we, um, but they were reappointed back into their representative positions, but it is a fact kind of going in the same vein as you all are, that these black people would not be humbled in the criticism in the microaggressions, the overt aggressions, the outward racism and the ridiculous actions of people who felt like these folks should know their place and are classless and everything else they want to say and they stood and was like we ain't having it we're going to be us and we're going to be unapologetically ourselves and i just am saying one time and i appreciate that and i hope that our youth continue to challenge the status quo and do what needs to be done for us also power to the people other than that as we seriously close I, we are reading so much. Uh, you'll probably hear something soon. You know that Watch With You podcast is finishing up Blood Marks by Tracy Dion. We are going to announce another book soon to do a group read about. I know unofficially we have Tia Williams' book, with, whose name is what? The Perfect Find. A, And um, not only is that a book, but it's also going to be a Netflix movie. Starring Gabrielle Union. So, you know, try to get the book if you can. All right. Is everybody good? Are yes, guys, that was a
2: Good debut of Once, Twice, <laughs> three times the <a> Lady. <laughs> <And> let's go.
1: <laughs> That's right. All right. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye.